0: All right, today is Friday,
1: January 14th. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning. In the news this morning, the Supreme Court stopped the Biden administration from enforcing a requirement that employees at large businesses be vaccinated against COVID-19 or undergo weekly testing and wear a mask on the job. At the same time, the court is allowing the administration to proceed with a vaccine mandate for most health care workers in the United States. The court orders Thursday during a spike in coronavirus cases was a mixed bag for the administration's efforts to boost the vaccination rate among Americans. The court's conservative majority concluded the administration overstepped its authority by seeking to impose the Occupational Safety and Health Administration's vaccine or test rule on U.S. businesses with at least 100 employees. More than 80 million people would have been affected. When crafting the OSHA rule, the White House officials always anticipated legal challenges and privately some harbored doubts that it could withstand them. The administration nonetheless still views the rule as a success at already driving millions of people to get vaccinated and for private businesses to implement. implement their own requirements that are unaffected by the legal challenge. The vaccine mandate that the court will allow to be enforced nationwide covers virtually all health care workers in the country. It applies to health care providers that receive federal Medicare and Medicaid funding, potentially uh, affecting 76,000 health care facilities as well as home health care providers. The rule has medical and religious exemptions. A teenage boy was badly injured when police say he tried to carjack a driver in Mount Airy and was shot several times during the shootout. Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small told reporters that a 60-year-old man was getting out of his car in the 6500 block of Cherokee Street just after 8 p.m. when he was approached by two young carjackers. The carjackers fled, but the man told responding officers that he shot the armed carjacker. Police were later called to the 6700 block of Germantown Avenue just three blocks from the shootout and found a 16-year-old inside a Jeep bleeding heavily from his legs. Officers drove the teen to Einstein Medical Center where he is listed in critical condition due to Loss of blood, according to the police. The 60 year old later identified the teen as the gunman who tried to carjack him. It was later discovered that the Jeep the teen was found in was stolen during a carjacking last weekend. Police say the 60 year old man has a permit to carry a firearm and was not injured during uh, the incident, despite having several shots fired towards his face. A man at the scene of the helicopter crash in Delaware County this week told a dispatcher he was most concerned about the infant girl who survived, but that the pilot was the only passenger not alert after the wreck, according to a 911 call excerpt released Thursday. Delaware County Emergency Services Director Tim Boyce said the flight nurse crawled from the wreckage and used a witness's cell phone to speak to emergency dispatchers. And um, I think we have the clip of the 911 call. Ma'am, everybody is conscious.
3: I have one I have
2: one that is
4: not alert. He's a pilot. Okay. He's a male in his late 40s. Okay, if he breathing. He's otherwise, I to what? To is, is he breathing, still?
5: He is breathing. He is talking. My main concern right now is the
1: two-month-old child. I need an ambulance here okay. right away. For All right,
4: I understand, sir. They're already being dispatched on the way out
1: there, Okay, right? thank you. Hey, I've, I have a question. Do we know who that uh, who the caller was? Kathy, did you indicate that? I, w- I yeah, didn't hear that. so bad. they say
2: they said a witness called 911, and then the nurse from the medical helicopter got out and took the phone and, and spoke to the 911 dispatch. So I'm assuming that that was the nurse on the phone? Yeah. Okay,
1: because the language being used is I've got a male. He's in his late 40s, yeah. and, you know, it sounds a little bit on the technical side. I'm like, whoever that is, you're good. You're giving the good right. information. You Someone know? who's
5: prepared to do this,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: The pilot identified on Wednesday as 50 year old Daniel Moore somehow crash landed the helicopter without loss of life next to a church in the residential area of suburban Philadelphia. Moore's injuries were most severe, but the other two adults and the girl were miraculously unhurt. A spokesperson for Children's Hospital of Pennsylvania said no new information about the girl's condition was available. The medical helicopter was owned by Denver-based Air Methods and Air Medical Emergency Transport Service. The company said the aircraft was a part of LifeNet program based in uh, Hagerstown, Maryland. Moore suffered seven broken broken ribs, five broken vertebrae, and a cracked sternum, according to his father. Wow. I didn't expect anything less from him. He's got over 27 years of flying helicopters. He's a commercial airline pilot as well. He worked for the CIA. He's done a number of things to prepare him for this flight. Moore's father said. So uh, he's exp- he's supposed to, or he was supposed to have surgery yesterday. So um, you know they said he's expected to survive, but he was very uncomfortable yesterday. In sports this morning. <laughs> Flyers lost to the Bruins, falling three to two last uh, night in Boston. Uh, to Caras made 20 24 saves in his return from hip surgery, and David Pasternak scored a hat trick. Cam Atkinson and Joel Farabee scored for the Flyers, who lost their sixth in a row. Carter Hart finished with 33 saves. The Flyers the are back home tomorrow night to that? host the New York Rangers. The puckle drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers are at home tonight against the Boston Celtics. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock, and the Eagles continue to prepare for Sunday's playoff game against Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There are two playoff games tomorrow, three on Sunday, and for the first time in league history, there will be a playoff game on Monday night. Kickoff for the Birds is set for 1 o'clock, and that's what I have for
1: you this morning. Alright, thank you very much Kathy, and a good morning it to uh, everyone joining us on a uh, Friday heading into the weekend. We'll give away a of the week prize at the end of the program today, which is that uh, Book of Boba Fett super prize pack. It comes with a TV and a talking mask, or a voice changing mask, and a talking... I don't know. You get a
5: it's a doll. It's a doll. It's a figure. It's a mask. It's everything. If you're a fan of Boba Fett, oh. I am. You gotta, you gotta play for this.
1: Absolutely. So we will uh, give that away at the end of today's program. So if you've been uh, pining for that, get yourself ready, piney, because we're going (laughs) to have your chance to win that. Uh, And we have a couple of guests on the program today uh, excited about the fact that Jeff Ament of Pearl Jam is going to be joining us. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And uh, promoting his... uh, you know the the building of these skate parks, uh, which he does out in Montana, and I'm sure he's an advocate for it all over the country. Not that long ago, we were just talking about um, how life changing and uh re reinvigorating uh, skateboarding can be for adults people we have, we have people calling in uh, saying that it, it brings them to tears yeah yeah and they get out and uh, and skate so that's really cool so uh, Jeff is deeply involved with that and obviously some stuff surrounding the band Eddie Vetter's got a uh, solo album coming out and all this other stuff so uh, we'll talk to him about those things as well and um, We'll just hang out. We'll have a Friday yeah, together. it will be That's awesome. Kind of it. How's it going there in the studio? It's good. It's going great. Yeah, yeah it's yeah.
5: it's wild because you're you're kind of like Big Brother on the big screen we have here, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is uh, which is kind of interesting. But I'm I'm looking at you the way I do, right? Exactly. <laughs> all the time I do anyway. Yeah, you I'll got the mustache brother. too. Yeah, Preston's of his face right up to the to the screen. But all <laughs> things considered, when we didn't, we weren't planning to do this this week. And by the way um everybody okay and in stasis at the Yeah outfit? yeah
1: everybody's good man my daughter is i guess you could say asymptomatic because okay. Uh, the, the only, she had a, a slight fever at the beginning of this and that's pretty much been it. And so we've been, and we've been keeping our distance. Uh, you know, if we do interact with her in the same room, we're wearing masks. We're just being really careful. And, uh, hey, you guys tested all, you were all negative. We tested negative, but right. but per Dr. Mike, since we're in the same household, right. we need to be extra cautious. And, and I, if I were coming to work, I would wear a mask all the time. Right. Can't do that on the microphone. I sit right next to Casey. You right. guys are in proximity as well. Uh, So, hence, you know, hanging out here. Uh, And on Sunday, we'll do another test. And if if we're negative, uh, then I'll be back in on Monday, which is probably going to be the case. We'll see. Rochelle thinks she's probably going to test positive because she was really close to Caroline. But you know what? It's interesting how things work. And it's it's the same way with any uh, kind of... Uh, you know, uh, flu that you might right. have. Same same. You can be around some people right. and you can get anywhere near them and they'll get sick, but you can also be around somebody else and they may not, for whatever reason, yeah. become contaminated, if that's the proper word to use, and uh, and be okay. My buddy uh, Steve uh, had coronavirus and he and his son were in the same car together leading up to that for a couple of hours and his son didn't get sick. Yeah, uh, So it's kind of hit or miss and you take every precaution that you can, you know. Uh, so that's what we're doing. Kathy?
2: And you know what, um, with me, uh, at least where I think I got it was was from my brother. And, um, I mean, I was exposed seven, eight days prior to. Like, I, I went... Over a week without being sick, and then all of a sudden, I started to get the chills, and I had like right. a little sore throat, and I was like, "Oh no, here Kathy, it is. can
5: I recommend you do what you used to do as a uh, when you guys were younger? Take away his game controller.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll you know,
5: fix. That'll him teach him a, a lesson. <laughs> yeah. You know, my
2: mom used to hide my brother's game. Yeah, controls. I know. I know.
5: <laughs> it was the big controversy in your family, yeah. just so because she didn't want him playing games.
2: Like when it was time to, because she could never get them off. Like they would right. play for hours, hours, hours. <laughs> and so they would go to school, and she'd take the controllers and hide them, and they'd come back and be like, "Where are the controllers?" <laughs> That's
1: a good idea. I think it's time to bring that back now. After getting <laughs> you sick, not a bad idea. Hey, I uh, by the way, so where I'm I'm sitting in my uh, basement right here? I'm I'm right next to my drum kit, and I figured out a way. I wired it through, and I can I can play on the air if we want to. Uh, play around with that. Why don't you just, in
5: honor of uh, everything that's been going on here and Bill's been juggling so much, if you could give us a 22-minute drum solo. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I, know. Bill, I was thinking about that yesterday because I was that. just farting around and I'm like, I was going and going and going and I'm like, Bill
6: would just love this. Bill is they're not minutes. in today. Is he? Ooh. Bill is on his way up to Buffalo to see the Bill's Patriots games. That's, that's right. really He, he does it's, every year, right? Yeah. He, well, I mean, it's the playoffs. Yeah. So. Playoffs. Yeah. And uh, so he's not going to be, you know, so it's drum day. Yes, it is. It's Friday. It's drum day. Is he?
1: Uh, is he road tripping? It is he yeah. driving? Yeah. Really? Yeah,
6: he's driving up there. He's right hitching. So he must have <laughs> left. He probably left yesterday. Then. Yeah. No, so no, no. It's today. I talked to him yesterday. All he right. was here yesterday, and he said he was going to be on the road today. So he'll be. I listening know you guys.
2: I know you guys have all seen. I saw Bill's uh, bike for <laughs> the first time. His it's motorcycle. Gorgeous, isn't, yeah. cool, isn't it? Yeah. What. Oh, Mike, I was like, what? Oh, I know. Behind that? He's not uh-huh. cool enough for
1: that. It's really you know cool. What?
5: Bill's Bill's the real deal on a bike. I mean, he knows his stuff. He knows what he likes. And this new one is really
1: cool looking. It's really I nice. know. You, you think like, you know, Pee Wee Herman or something like that. Right. Right?
6: No, like, no. It's, it's, it's like chrome and got,
1: blue. It's got beautiful saddlebags. Yeah, it's really cool. So All right, well, anyhow, uh, we are going to be rolling through business as usual. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to do. We actually have a bit of an announcement. I think we should probably get to that around the Bizarre Files. I think so, so, yes. We'll uh, relay the information that we have. So uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Got a, a full entertainment report for you as well as a stupid question stuff to give away. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Not only can you
7: hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes? You guessed it. Weekly.
8: Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit AcmeMarkets.com for program details.
7: Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: All right, super question. Uh, We're going to give away a four-pack of Fandango tickets to see Scream uh, this weekend. It opens uh, today, actually, so you'll get the tickets. Uh, So my question has to do with Greek mythology. Who killed the Gorgon? Who killed the Gorgon? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's even you know the answer to that. Who killed the Gorgon in Greek mythology? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. We'll mention some birthdays while we wait for that answer to come in. Today's the fourteenth day of January. We will begin with actress Faye Dunaway. The great Faye Dunaway. Uh, yeah, uh, movies like Chinatown and. Bonnie and Clyde, that's a great movie, man. She's so good. It was just on the other night, and it's, it is, uh, I remember when that
5: movie came out, God, I was really, really, really young. Uh, it was, I think it was rated M
1: at that time. For oh, the, no kidding. For chore, wow. And uh, because it was really violent. But, man, yeah. I love that movie. Uh, Network, uh, a lot of great movies in her career. She's and 81. Mommy Dearest. 81 years old today. How can we forget Mommy Dearest? Yeah. I was actually thinking about that the other day. I had a, I had a hanger, and the, the top of it snapped off. It was a plastic yeah. one. No and wire hangers. I immediately thought of wire hangers for some reason. But, yes, she will forever be immortalized as that character.
2: I remember uh, that was like one of the movies that I watched with my mom. Like, that was like, one when that was on, we were like, okay, we're going to sit down. We're going to... We're going to watch this. Was that so
5: she could point at her and go, see, you don't have it so bad?
2: Well, you know what? Steve? Yeah, right? she used to joke. I mean, I think a, a lot of people did. Yeah. But she'd always be like, no wire hanger.
5: <laughs> right. Right. That whole sequence is so effing. I mean, I know it's, if it really happened the way. And there's some questions as to whether or not what was true and what was not. We don't really know. We'll never know. But uh, that whole scene in the bedroom where she's
1: forcing come her to Everybody, is... Uh, Casey, the audio from the uh, helicopter crash calls. just started playing. Yeah,
6: well, it says no wire hangers. Uh, <laughs> so ma'am. Why, is there, so um,
5: We're on? no wire hangers. Come back, no wire. Hangers. No wire hangers. <laughs> there we go. Okay, there we go. That's yeah. better. Listen, it worked. It was yeah. cool, and we had a little ma'am, bit of drama.
1: Is this an emergency? <laughs> We have wire hangers all
5: over the street.
1: <laughs> oh, right. my God. Uh-huh. Bay Dunaway is 81 today. Uh, actress Emily Watson, uh, who's been in a load of good movies, too, like uh, Gosford Park and Punch Drunk <laughs> Love. She was in Red Dragon as well. That's right. Oh,
5: the blind
1: chick. Yes, she's the blind chick. And who? what was the, the boxing movie with Daniel Day-Lewis um, where he, he's... Oh, is yeah. it the boxer? In Ireland, is it the boxer? No. Um... no. That was Mark Wahlberg, right? Yes. No, that's the fighter. It is that's, the boxer. It is the boxer. Okay. She's great in that. That's a that's a heavy movie. That is a very heavy movie. Uh, she is 55 today. Ah, speaking of boxing, it's Carl Weathers' birthday hey! today. Hey! One of our all-time favorite guests. Oh. Man,
5: what a great day that was to have him in the studio and be even more cool than
1: you thought he would be. He, just, he exudes cool. It just yeah. seeps right out of him. And we were... It was, and he is so good looking. He yeah. looks so great, <laughs> yeah, for his age. He is seventy four wow. years old, and just looked phenomenal. We were just, in, uh, just in amazement with that guy. And you uh, know, it's so- cool. We kind of mentioned,
5: you know, he said, "I said you will always be an honorary Philadelphian," yeah. and, and he was. He, he
1: loves the whole connection. Yep, seventy four years old today. Uh, another great one, it's Dave Grohl's birthday today. Oh, wow! My God. Yeah, I ah. just released the trailer uh, for Studio Six Six Six. The guy, in my humble opinion, I know some people are they're, they're tired of the kind of Foo Fighters overkill in rock yeah, music. Right, some right. people are, but I, I think he's one of the greatest things to happen uh, in rock music. He a he writes great music. B, he's a rock fan. He's a music fan yes. of all kinds of genres going back, um, way, way back to, to the origins of the music and also uh, in any direction that it goes in today. Uh, he's just he's fantastic. Would, Super creative with, with uh, doing stuff in the, in the documentaries. He's written a book now. He's this big barbecue guy as <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah. You know, he's a real
5: renaissance guy. Uh, I would hazard to say rock right now would look a lot different were it
1: not for his uh, Efforts—he's yeah. constantly supporting it, and it is hard, really hard, to write songs that are that catchy that often. So he's—he's he's a hell of a talent. Look, I wrote one song. I wrote the Pennsylvania song,
5: and, yeah, and uh, that was a nightmare.
1: It was—it was a novelty hit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you—you you got some listeners and uh, and everything. I ain't no Foo Fighters though.
5: No, no,
6: that's right. But like, so. you're able to live off of it.
1: So yeah, yeah. that's true. He's 53 today. Uh, actor Jason Bateman, uh, who's awesome. Uh, in things like arrested development and uh loads of movies, he just pops up. In Have you ever seen
5: the gift? i did yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he is a like a less than likable guy in that, and he does yes. that really well too and Chris, was,
6: yeah uh I, you, Ozark I know um you haven't you haven 't watched the entire series, right? No, no, I watched a few episodes and it was intense i just didn 't feel like
1: going down that dark path with the t v show i don 't really like intense. Heavy TV programs. Well, the, I like stuff a little bit on the lighter Small side. Small Wonder yeah. Great. No, but there the filter
6: go. that they use for Ozark, it just makes it seem <laughs> dark like and cloudy. all the time. And, uh, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's, it's and, both
1: it's, literally and figuratively dark. And it's it's, it's yeah. a dark show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is wild because I grew up around Lake of the Ozarks. You'd think I would want to be all over that, That's but my I wife thought. watched it, and she loved it. You know, we've got family that have houses there and stuff, So, but anyhow. Season four, geez, four is next week, I think, by the way, for for Ozark. So he turns uh fifty three today. Zach Wilde, who's been in our studio a couple of times, Ozzy Osbourne, Black Label Society, great biggest, guitar player. Biggest bell buckle I've ever seen. He's uh <laughs> really? yeah. He is uh fifty-five. He's a he's a big guy, too. He is. He's just a, he's a big imposing dude, but he's he's really funny. Um Jeff Tate, lead singer of Queensryche, he's been in our studio. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. He
1: disappointed us. Yeah. He well, he is uh he's known to be a bit of an attitude. He's yeah. known to be difficult, and he certainly kind of Lived up to that reputation. He promised us
6: saying. that he was going to sing and do silent lucidity and did and did not. I asked him on the air. He goes, "No." I was like, "Okay, yeah." Uh, you were anyhow. supposed to do it, douchebag.
1: Uh, he is sixty-three years old. And then the last birthday I saw is Kevin Durand, the actor, uh, who is forty-eight. Now he was in. X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Was he the blob? Yes, he was. He's a really big guy, he's right? He's really big. Yes. Though he's not that way. He's actually in really great shape. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's large, tall. He's yeah, like 6'5", yeah. but uh, he's in real steel. Uh, you know what was on the other day, Steve, was uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's version of Walking Tall? Yes, right. I actually watched like the last hour of it. It's, it's over the top, but yeah, it, was, yeah. it was definitely fun, and he's in that. Uh, so he is uh, 48 today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning in Greek mythology. Who killed the Gorgon? And uh, Casey, who are we going to go to?
6: I think we're going to go to uh, Mike on line two. All right, Mike. Good
1: morning, sir. How you doing?
6: Good morning. You guys go remote. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, dude. Thank you. In Greek mythology, who killed the Gorgon? Harry Hamlet. <laughs> <as>
3: Perseus.
1: <laughs> yeah, Perseus. Yeah,
3: yes. Perseus. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Harry Hamlet. <laughs> Clash of the That's Titans. yeah All right, hang on the line, bud. You won. We're gonna set you up. We'll give you a four-pack of Fandango tickets to see Scream, starring uh, David Arquette, and Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and Roger L. Jackson. That's in Theaters Friday. What I did know is the Gorgon is Medusa. Yes. And and there were wow. three uh uh characters like that. There was uh Steno and Urali, uh who were also, you know, with the snake snakes in the hair. And, and Tito. Right,
6: so. Yeah and
1: Tito as well. Everybody leaves Tito out. <laughs> Poor guy, poor Gorgon. <laughs> All right, um, I have some entertainment stories. We're going to go to this one. Uh, this is is a nice tribute. Uh, Jeff Ross and John Mayer uh, teamed up to retrieve Bob Saget's Prius from LAX on Wednesday. Uh, The two spoke of their late friend on Instagram Live as they drove back from the airport. Uh, Ross said, I've never known a human being on this earth who could give that much love individually and completely to that many people in a way that made each person feel like he was a main character in their life and they were a main character in here's. Um, uh, John Mayer added that it was Ross who ponied up the 250 bucks to get the car out of the lot so that he could keep the receipt in his wallet as a way of keeping Saget close to him. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, I have my grandfather's union card from construction, and I have the receipt from Bob's car. Uh, his widow, by the way, f- uh, the... Um, uh, Bob Saget's widow, Kelly, shared the video on her Instagram story and wrote no words for how much this meant to me. These two men have been holding me up and taking care of me, along with many other incredible people who loved my husband more than anything. It was it's
5: really nice. I watched it sweet. yesterday. I know Nick, you had watched it. I, it. Did you watch it when it was originally? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mentioned it yesterday. I watched it live, and
8: uh, it's really touching. I mean, and those guys clearly loved him, and they talked a, much, a lot about how much Bob loved
1: everybody else. It, it was a, a, a really nice tribute. Yep. All right, and then I have a string of stories of some legal issues for people. Oh, right. boy. Kanye West is a named suspect in a battery report from an alleged physical altercation that occurred in downtown L.A. Thursday morning. Did you, uh, the did sort- you watch
5: this, uh, this video?
1: Nope. Yeah, okay. So,
5: so uh, tell the story, and then I'll t- have my take on it.
1: So the source says uh, the report was taken at 3 a.m. and the incident occurred at Santa Fe and Bay Street. No arrests have been made. The incident occurred outside the Soho warehouse and West was leaving when a fan allegedly walked up to his car and asked him for an autograph after words were exchanged the rapper allegedly jumped out of his car and punched the fan reportedly knocking him to the ground and then west left the scene so what did you see so that's
5: basically you're seeing a guy lying on the sidewalk there's somebody covering it with their phone kanye's walking away and his handler is trying to calm him down saying hold my hand hold my hand i'm family i'm here i'm here for you but the guy who's recording the whole thing, who's clearly got a phone in his hand, says, someone call 911 and help this. It's like, douchebag, stop it. If you were that concerned, you call. You're the one there with the phone. And it was just, it's just one of these things where, like, it's okay to intercede to try to help people. You don't have to chronicle everything for posterity's sake. This person on the sidewalk... May have been injured. I don't know. But they weren't moving. So, yes, he could have not I
1: don't know, though, man. I, I go back and forth on that because if, if there needs to be, you know, video evidence and other people have a phone around there, he was it's the a difference between just a couple of seconds, you know. Yeah. And, and that can make a difference of somebody getting held responsible or, you know, being held accountable for what they've done. But I don't know, man. I didn't see it. Uh, meanwhile, in a social media post uh, shared around one a m on Thursday by Evan Ross, the hurricane rapper seen hanging out with his girlfriend Julia Fox, Madonna, Antonio Brown, Floyd Mayweather, and others in a private room at the hot spot Delilah. Oh, imagine a-
5: getting to hang out with Madonna
1: oh yeah, a source tells people they all had dinner in a private dining room. they came up separately but just ended up having dinner together. Kanye and Julia. Wouldn't leave each other's sides. Mm. Uh, In 2014, Kanye was arrested for assaulting a photographer at LAX. um, And at the time, he was sent to 250 hours of community service, two years probation, 24 anger management sessions. And he was also arrested in 2008 for vandalism and battery over an altercation with photographers at the same airport where he allegedly damaged a camera, and he was released on $20,000 bail in that incident.
5: I thought he was him I think he was running those uh, Sunday
1: services, right? Right, And yeah. all that
5: stuff, is that supposed yeah. to make you a better person?
1: Uh, Britain's Prince Andrew has been stripped of his military titles and charities. Buckingham Palace announced mm. yeah. yesterday, yeah. a day after a judge ruled, that a sexual abuse civil lawsuit against the Queen's son can proceed. Uh, uh, Andrew will no longer use the title His Royal Highness in any official capacity. A royal source told CNN uh, that uh, the decision was widely discussed among the royal family. And the palace said in a statement, with the Queen's approval and agreement, the Duke of York, military affiliations, and royal patronages patronages have been been returned to the Queen. (laughs) Prince Andrew will be heretofore known as... The Duke of Dickheads. (laughs) Uh, The Duke of York will continue not to undertake any public duties and is defending this case as a private citizen. Yeah, man, Uh, this is a big embarrassment. A source told CNN all of the Duke's roles have been handed back to the Queen with immediate effect for redistribution. I don't of them. To other members of the royal family, for clarity, they will not return to the Duke of York. All right. On Wednesday, a New York judge ruled against a motion by Andrew's legal team to dismiss a civil lawsuit brought against him by Virginia Jeffrey, who alleges that uh, she was trafficked by disgraced financier, of course, Jeffrey Epstein, and forced to perform sex acts with the prince at the age of 17. Uh, And Andrew has vigorously denied those claims. So
5: this is a mess. It's a a black... Obviously, this... You know, he was doing this. I don't think, you know, anybody in the in the royal family was completely tied into what might have been going on. We, and obviously everyone is due their day in court. But, I mean, this is, this is, they've got to cut ties. They've got to put, go put them on that island where they send, you know, brothers or presidents and other people like that. Right, And right. where, where uh, Meghan Markle's father is, you know, all, right. those, all those people who end
1: up embarrassing you. Yep. All right. And then another uh, legal uh, issue, this is for WWE. Hall of Famer Tammy Lynn Sitch, also known as Sunny, Uh, she was arrested and taken into custody in New Jersey on three charges. Uh, The charges collectively cover the alleged crimes of making terroristic threats and illegally possessing a weapon. Uh, the report notes that the weapon in question doesn't appear to be a firearm. If convicted, the two weapons charges each come with a three- to five-year prison sentence. Wow. While the, the charge on terroristic threats potentially come with a one-year prison sentence. I think it was
5: actually an epilady, Preston.
1: Oh. Uh, Sitch was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2011. She was an extremely popular performer Do you remember for, for the WWF in the mid-'90s, mostly as a manager where she was one of the most downloaded celebrities on the growing Internet at that time. Did this ring a bell to you This
6: when you heard I it? don't know
1: her. Yeah, no. I didn't I don't know the female wrestlers that yeah. well.
6: What's the name? Because all I remember Norma Stitch. <laughs> no. I remember Sunny. Wendy Richter. I remember the fabulous Moolah. Yeah.
1: She went by Sunny. Um, mm. So her name is Tammy Lynn Sitch, but okay. uh, Sunny was her Stage name. Uh, so she's run into constant legal troubles in recent years. And according uh, to this report, in an eight month, she had a, a, an eight-month jail sentence in 2018 wow. related to several DUI incidents. Uh, she was mostly recently in jail, uh, most recently in jail in the first half of 2021 for violating a restraining order, driving a vehicle with a suspended license, and eluding an officer. So she seems, gets into trouble. Yeah, it seems like she's out of control here. Yeah, mm. Yep, yep. Hey, ahead of the January 18th release of her memoir called Things I Should Have Said, Jamie Lynn Spears sat down with ABC News' uh, Juju Chang to discuss the book, which covers her family and career. And, of course, her older sister, Britney Spears. Uh, Speaking of their 10-year age difference, Jamie Lynn said of her sister, I felt like she was another mama. They're from the South, you know. Yeah. Uh, Of the conservatorship that limited her sister's personal freedoms for over 13 years, Jamie Lynn said it wasn't about agreeing with the conservatorship. Everyone has a voice and it should be heard. I was happy uh, that it ended. Um, when it was put into place, I was 17 years old and I was about to have a baby. So I didn't understand what was happening, nor was I focused on that. I was focused on the fact that I was a 17 year old about to have a baby. And I understand just as little about it then as I do now. Uh, the interview preview was light on specifics, but Jamie Lynn did say she attempted to get her sister, uh, contacts to end the conservatorship. Uh, She said, I've always been my sister's biggest supporter, so when she needed help, I set up ways to do so, and I went out of my way to make sure that she had the contact she needed to possibly go ahead and end this conservatorship and just end this all for our family. Uh, If it's going to cause this much discord, why continue it? Uh, there have been rumblings of a falling out between the sisters for some time. Fans noticed that Britney had unfollowed Jamie Lynn on Instagram recently. And Britney posted her pointed frustration with Jamie Lynn performing uh, a set of Britney's remix songs at the 2017 Radio Disney Music Awards. said, I don't like that my sister's song, that my... Sister showed up at an award show and performed my songs to remixes. She wrote, My so-called support system hurt me deeply. This conservatorship killed my dreams. So all I have is hope. And hope is the only thing in this world that is very hard to kill, yet people still try. <clears throat> uh, but uh, Jamie was asked about that. She said she was somewhat confusing that the performance was billed. This is a surprise for Brittany. Uh, she was surprised that it, uh, that it upset her sister so much. So Brittany hasn't commented on the book or anything. I don't think this is going to get patched up anytime soon. No, I don't think so. Uh, Let's see. People is reporting that Brian Austin Green is happy for his ex-wife, Megan Fox. This
5: just in. (laughs) Brian Uh, Austin Green is happy for his ex-wife, Megan Fox.
1: Uh, so, Megan announced her engagement to Machine Gun Kelly on Wednesday. The source tells the outlet, as long as they're both on the same page with the kids, he's good and happy for her. Uh, the insider added that they, uh, they strictly co-parent. He's got another woman that he's super into, and he's in, entirely moved on. I've got so. my own special lady. Yeah. yeah so, uh, this is pretty funny. Uh, Joe uh, uh, Manganiello, how do you say his name? Mangianello? Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, I've never mastered the art of that name. Manganiello? So he would not punch Toby Guire in the face if you paid him. And there's a story behind that. The former True Blood actor revealed uh, that crew members offered him $100 (laughs) if he would hit his co-star in the face while filming Spider-Man. And ultimately, he rejected the offer, knowing that it would be bad for his career. Yes, if you punch <laughs> the star of the movie in the, in the face, face, so you're probably
5: going to be bad for your career. You remember they get into that altercation in the hallway, and that's the first time that he realizes that he's he's hypersensitive, Spider-Man. Yep, and he you know he's the the, the fist goes right past his face. Oh, yep. so he's the he's Joe the, manga, manga, manga. the the
1: bully, the
6: school yep. bully, yes. Flash, right? Yeah, Flash. That his name? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's Flash.
1: Yeah. <gasps> yep. And so they, you know, they were going to have a fight scene, right? So he could have easily clocked him, you know, gone ahead and, and made yeah. a real punch at him, and, and they were they were betting him a hundred dollars that he wouldn't do it, and he did, didn't do
5: did, it. Did he they didn't say, take the bet. Did they say what well, that was um, precipitated by? Him? Was the crew unhappy with Tobey Maguire?
1: No, they didn't. I okay. don't know if they didn't like him or if they just thought it'd be fun, dude. I dare you. You <laughs> know what I mean? That type of thing. So, yeah. Uh, Kylie Jenner has become the first woman in the world. To reach three hundred million Instagram followers,
5: <laughs> she is just thirty million shy of every man, woman,
1: woman, and child in the United States of America. Uh, people report that she is all the only. She's only the second person to even reach that social media milestone, putting her just behind soccer pro Cristiano Ronaldo, who has three hundred and eighty-eight million followers. Stop and think about that.
5: You just casually. Post something, and just percentage-wise,
1: even if it's a slow day, 100 million people will see it. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. And you're right. It's it's near the population of uh, the entire country. United States of America. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. in
5: some way connected to whatever
1: Kylie's going to impart. Yep. And I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Steve, I have a story from The the Bachelorette, and you're not going to love this. Uh, Contestant Clint Arliss has died. He was 34 years old. I saw this. Uh, The architectural engineer's death was announced on Twitter yesterday by his high school wrestling coach, uh, Nick Vial, uh, who uh, had eulogized his fellow Bachelorette Season 11 alum on social media, writing, I got a chance to get to know Clint a little after our time on Caitlin's season. And I always enjoy uh, our time and conversations. Is this- A very, very kind, unique, and talented person who was taken from this world far too soon.
5: Was it but- Caitlin Bristow? Was that her
1: name? Don't know. It's uh, one, yeah. one, one of the first may have been yeah, yeah. from season 11, So, uh, but I, I don't have any details on no. why he passed away at the age of 34, so maybe that'll be coming mm. down the road. Uh, Priyanka Chopra made clear to Vanity Fair that changing her Instagram name had nothing to do with her relationship with Dink Jonas. In November, the actress changed her social media handles from Priyanka Chopra Jones... To to Hope Solo's butthole. No. To To Priyanka Chopra.
5: Priyanka, what made you change your name to Hope
1: Solo's butthole? (laughs) I don't know.
5: I'm striking out on my own. I don't want to be associated with Nick
1: Jonas anymore. So, her changing that caused fans to assume the worst... Uh, But she told the outlet that the reaction was a professional hazard and added, it's a very vulnerable feeling, actually, that if I post a picture, everything that's behind me in that picture is going to be zoomed in on and people are going to speculate. Because of the noise of social media, because of the prevalence that it has in our lives, I think it seems a lot larger than it is. And I think that we give it a lot more credence in real life, and I don't think it needs that. What does that have to do with her name being changed? I don't know. Uh, the actress also revealed that uh, she and her husband are planning to have kids. Uh, she said that uh, starting a family is a big part of the couple's dreams for the future, adding, by God's grace, when it happens, it happens. So you're
5: saying on the same day we find out Brian Austin Green is happy, mm-hmm. that Priyanka Chopra is going to have kids? Yes. That's pretty cool. That is That's cool. That's a good Friday.
1: That, that makes things
5: worthwhile. How, how quickly would all the crap involved with social media come to a screeching halt if your identity on social media had to be your name, your oh, actual, yeah,
1: your actual yeah, yeah. name, absolutely, right? Yeah, it would make or you a- have to take ownership of what you're posting. Huge difference. I, I, I wish it was that way. To yeah. be honest, and it, and it would, uh, it would clear up a lot of crap. Um, so let me see here. Da, 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 da. Orange is a new black star. Danielle Brooks uh, shared photos of her recent wedding to Dennis Gillen on Instagram on
6: Thursday. I don't know who these people are. Uh, I just need to see a picture. <laughs> what's, what's her name again? Danielle Brooks and what she's oh, from? Okay, she's okay. You know her case? Yeah. Orange yeah, is yeah. The New Black. Yeah. Uh, her yeah. name's like Baby or Pinky or I forget. Uh, Baby Pinky? No. It has to be really small. Mm, juicy. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's uh, I I've only watched like the first two or three seasons and she was big in that. So. I know. I gotta remember her name now, Case. I know. Uh, Baby
8: Pinky? No.
6: Mm-mm. We'll find it. Keep going.
8: Baby
1: fish mouth. <laughs> Baby fish mouth. <laughs> Baby wheel. Tasty. 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 tasty, 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 Yeah, wasn't t- Tasty was in one of the girls on uh, that Flavor Flav, Flavor of Love. The one oh. that crapped on the. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if she. I think that. I don't know if Manhattan. that was Tasty or Crazy no, or that, crapped on the stairs. The
5: one who crapped on the stairs was New York City or Manhattan or something like that. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah,
6: yeah. Ah, right. uh, the good old days. Ah, uh, the one that jumped on the steps.
1: Remember her. Um. Anyhow, uh, so Danielle Brooks' gal wore bridal gowns by Cristiano, Siriano, and uh, Alanuco uh, for her nuptials, and the she Alenu- N- Okay, go ahead. The former Project Runway designer writing words can't express how grateful I am to have a friend like you. Oh. Uh, you've held me down from one of my first carpets to the most important day—what? Day, what? What would you day want- of my life. Hey, what? I, I guess a red carpet, right? You've held me down from one of my first carpets to the most important day of my life. I love you and appreciate your friendship. Thank you for my three-in-one dress.
6: The hell does that mean? <laughs> it's a dress and then Dirty an after-party Dirty. dress. They oh. have that, right? It's like uh, the pants that Nick wears uh, oh. with the their pants, and then they can become shorts. Yes,
8: yeah. they, they are three in one pants. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to thank you guys for helping me out since I've been on the carpet. <laughs> what is that have even?
2: Pants mean? that turn into shorts? Yeah, yeah, they got
8: zippers. I'm wearing them right
1: now. You want? You see? know what? I I have a pair like that too, Kathy. They make them for hiking. Is that yeah. what those are for, yeah, yeah, Nick? Yeah, yeah.
5: Oh. yeah. You can okay. free the knee, Preston. Yeah. Free the knee. Okay. Uh-huh. Is that a
1: hiking terminology? Oh yeah. Free the knee,
5: baby. Free the it's warm knee! out. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, unless it's really going to be, so, now Now that I'm winter shorts guy, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm hiking is always shorts. shorts. Okay. Yeah.
8: You know what I like about these though, Steve, is that like uh, they can pretend to be shorts for a little bit like if you do almost the entire zip like it's this. It's sexy, man. Thanks, you just buddy? vent them?
6: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can vent. Anyway. But they're three in one because they can be pants, shorts, and leg warmers. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this: you're right.
7: You just leave yeah. the bottom part yeah. on, right?
5: Oh, that's you great, I, I <laughs> one time I one time went on a show and I was I was this guy who was this inventor case. And 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 uh, it was a TV show, a local TV show up in uh, Long Island. And uh, I was the guy who bought up the, the sleeves that were cut off of cut-off sleeves. <laughs> yeah. and so I, I, my pants went from the knees down. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> it was just sleeves. Wow. <laughs> like warmers. You know what? I can actually give you a rim shot here. Hang on. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. There <laughs> <you go. laughs> give it up for Tasty, everybody. Uh, so Will Arnett announced uh, yesterday that his new comedy series, Murderville, will premiere February 3rd on Netflix. The six-episode series will feature a new murder case and a celebrity guest star each week. Uh, The twist is that the celebrity will have to improvise because they have no idea what is about to happen to them. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, The first season will feature guest stars like uh, Annie Murphy, Conan O'Brien, Ken Jeong, uh, Marshawn Lynch, and Sharon Stone, just to name a few. Annie Murphy? Uh, no, I didn't say Eddie Murphy. Uh, Annie Murphy. Oh, 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 my God. Yeah, oh okay. So, uh Okay, murder case and celebrity guest uh, each week, and they, they don't know what's going on. They have to improv, so Interesting. we'll see. Yeah. Maybe it could work. And then one last thing, and then we'll move on to our regulars on Friday. Quantum Leap is getting a reboot Whoa. at NBC. Oh. Huh. Uh, I liked that. I loved the concept yeah. of that show. I know a lot of people loved it. I, I thought it was good, uh, but there are rabid, rabid Quantum Leap fans. According to Deadline, the follow up to the 1990 sci fi series will be set in the present day, and uh, a new team will work to restart the Quantum Leap project in the hopes of understanding the mysteries of the machine and what happened to Dr. Sam Beckett, Scott Bakula. So maybe they'll track him down. I don't know. He's alive,
6: yeah. 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 I mean, so I-, I watched the show because, Steve, back in the day, when uh, one person in your family liked the show, you as the rest of the family that's had to watch it. Yeah. 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 So my sister loved Scott Pacula and Quantum Leaves, so We watched that. And then that that's how I ended up watching like Dallas and uh, Little House on the Prairie and, you know, back in the day. You know, yeah. It was
5: weird because at a certain point
6: in our, when I was growing up. Uh, I guess the
5: stuff I watched a lot, the family ended up liking, except for Science Fiction. My dad hated that, but uh, but uh, we we had a pretty good situation. But yeah, you're right, Case. Back then, yeah. it was
1: everyone had to vote on what was being watched. Yep. All right, it is a Friday. That means we have some new movies opening this weekend. All right, so opening this weekend, Scream, mystery, horror film starring Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette. 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, California, a new killer dons the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. Hour and 45 minutes long is rated arts and wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes score gives it a 76%. It's pretty decent. That's respectable. I thought
5: it was going to get sort of panned and uh, there's some good critical reaction.
1: Also opening is Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. Uh, Animated comedy starring Andy Samberg, Selena Gomez, Catherine Hunt. I don't know what number this is in the series. It's at least four, four? right? All right. Okay. Uh, Drac and the Pack are back (laughs) like you've never seen them before in Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Uh, They reunite, you reunite with your favorite monsters for all new adventure. That presents Drac with his most terrifying task yet. When Van Helsing's mysterious invention, the Monstrification ray, goes haywire, Drac and his monster pals are all transformed in humans, and Johnny becomes a monster. Hour and 38 minutes long, uh, rated PG streaming today. It's got a 54% at okay. Rotten Tomatoes.
6: Uh, wait, is Adam Sandler the voice of... Uh, nope. Uh, no, he's not listed. Uh, he's not Adam's in it anymore. Voice, yeah. Andy Samberg is in it, so
1: I'm guessing maybe he's tracked now. I'm not really sure. Huh, okay. And then finally, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Drama, mystery, stars Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, and Bertie Carvel. Uh, Power-hungry Macbeth sets his sights on the Scottish throne after receiving a prophecy from three witches, and it's Macbeth. Uh, Running time, hour and 45 minutes, rated R. Limited theater release and streaming today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 94%. So is this straight up Shakespeare? It is it appears the, to be? the language of Shakespeare? Yeah. It appears to be straight um,
6: up. up. Yeah. No, but you know what, Press? So, uh, me too. I, I've actually seen Macbeth on uh, it, on Broadway uh, with Kelsey Grammer. Right. It, it's, it, it's always, like, over my head. Uh, but I saw the trailer for this and the way it's shot. It's slick. Um, I think I want to see it. I think I want to watch it, and um, you know, I think I'm going to be on board. Roman Polanski years
5: ago did a a, a version of Macbeth. That yeah. it, it, when it's done and directed correctly, yeah, yeah, you can you can get into it because it is a, it is a very violent story. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. You know,
1: I, I, I get lost in the prose. I, I don't. Uh, I, I I I lose context of what those words mean there's no, there's words, no words on it on
6: word. no i, I mean, uh, yeah because you think who it, are what there's no words on
1: it shakespeare's too confusing for me it That's really why is I, going... I understand how how you know prolific it is and how uh beautiful it can be but i just don't understand what the hell you people are saying
6: what the f It's there like a dog barking, right? You just Kinda. I know you know, everything I do sounds the same. That, you know, dogs barking just, right. it, it always sounds aggressive and shaking oh, ears. So we have Transformania then. That we can yes. watch that. Yeah. Right,
1: exactly. Now you're talking my speed. Uh, All right, there you go. That's the entertainment report for the day.
6: We do have. Clips. Oh, clips. Come on. Holy man. cannoli. Come on. I forgot about it. Case, you're going to have to set those up, man. I got you. Mystery writer Grace Miller needs every bit of expertise and instinct to solve her sister's murder in Brazen. In this clip. Alyssa Milano talks about what jumped out at her to join this film.
9: It's about
4: perspective and telling stories from different perspectives. And I think because this was based on Honora Nora Roberts book, Monica Mitchell, who's a wonderful director, was our director. It had a real slant to it that was really
2: uh, empowering. Shut
6: the f*** up! Raisin <laughs> is available on Netflix right now. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, So our next clip, uh, Ghostface returns to the quiet town of Woodsboro to target a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's past in Scream. And in this clip, Mikey Madison talks about... Filming with the original cast.
0: I think just seeing like how uh, they threw themselves back into the characters with you know like all of their energy and like all of their heart is just a really
6: incredible thing to see and watch. People who um, are really passionate about their jobs it reinvigorates me as an actor. So I think that was probably the best thing that I took away from it.
8: Shut
6: the f*** up. <laughs> and scream as you said earlier. Preston is in theaters today. All right,
1: that's it. That's, that's it. our jam report. We're done for the week on that stuff, friends. But we're just getting started for our Friday morning with everything we have to lay out before you, including uh, Jeff Amen from uh, Pearl Jam. Pretty wild. He's on the program. Yeah, we're going to talk to him around 10 o'clock this morning. So yeah. that should be pretty cool, man. And uh, from what I hear, he's a great guy, easy to talk to. So we'll spend some time with him later on. Now. Uh, Outside of that, we got an announcement coming up. We're going to get to that at uh, Bizarre File Time and a bunch of other stuff that we will lay out before you on this Friday morning. We'll take a break. No sad, bro. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
7: Saturday from noon to 2, the M.M. Army rocks the newly remodeled Giant on Street Road in Ben Salem with free samples, raffles, and a balloon artist and face painter for the kids. Check out the new Starbucks sushi program, hot bar, expanded beer and wine department, and natural and organic selection.
1: It's uh, the end of the work week, and... um... I'm feeling a little hungry. I don't know about you guys, but I think we need to delve into the world of food. It's
5: time for the connoisseur, and we love the connoisseur on Friday because we often think of eating.
1: Yes, we do often think of eating. Um, and one of the things that uh, that I picked up on, uh, like the day before I was going to be broadcasting from home, went to the grocery store. Have you guys seen how empty the grocery store uh, shelves are lately? Yes, yeah. Like we went... I, we went um, to get uh, some produce and like there were no zucchinis. What? Like, like, a, like, a, like, not even a niche item or anything like that. It was like, yeah, we could. Yeah, I'm the like, shelves could...
2: Are, are bare. Yeah. Yeah. So I they mean, are. I know you're talking about the connoisseur, but go to the medicine aisle in any of these stores. There's nothing left. Really? Like, nothing on the shelf. Well,
5: I used to treat a lot of my ailments with zucchinis, Preston. Well, like, See? It can be a machine. problem. Maybe and, uh, so I'm, a, I'm double impacted by this
1: maybe people are picking up on that and that's why the uh, the great uh, zucchini exodus uh but apparently there's there's a couple of reasons why number one the virus surge uh so stores have been a lot of people calling out sick and and uh, uh, and not and able to stock of, yeah yeah not able to stock number 2 uh the winter weather there's been a you know a hit with the the snow not just in our area uh number 3 supply chain snarls and it's not just about shipping containers out at sea production slowed on many of the goods in the united states um uh imports as well And um, a lot of people are eating at home, and that means grocery stores are facing a high demand, and they're struggling to uh, to keep up. Actually, I did see a ship
5: that was off. I think it was off of Monterey, and it was the
1: S.S. Zucchini Preston. So uh,
5: I think that's probably one of the big issues here.
1: It's on the other side of the country, too. (laughs) It's not going to get to us anytime soon. You know, we get a lot of our zucchini from Turkey. So yeah, I, w- I was surprised to see a lot of fairly common items that were completely sold out. But I guess that's maybe that's what you that's what uh, a run on happens. On a
5: positive note, the you know, dildo aisle aisle fully
1: stocked, full, yeah, yeah. full, amazing. <laughs> well, who's eating dildos these days? <laughs> oh like, wait a second, yeah. those are the zucchinis. Those are the zucchinis. And if you're daring, you go for eggplant. <laughs> yes. All right, um, let me see another connoisseur story. Ah. ah! Gruyere cheese. And by the way, I was I was taught how to pronounce that word. I forgot it was. Uh, we might have been at um, the melting pot because Gruyere is great for uh, fondue. Yes, mm-hmm. and I didn't know. <laughs> I uh, it's spelled G R U Y E R E, and the woman had told me just think green air. That's the pronunciation. Gruyere, <laughs> green air. Okay, so that's how I remember to say that.
5: And did you say to her,
1: "Why don't you think about getting our goddamn food"? And so, the cheese now does not have to come from the Gruyere region of Europe to be sold under the Gruyere name. A federal judge has ruled. All right, so this would be similar to a situation when they talk about champagne. That's exactly the example they use here. Yes, so a consortium of Swiss and French cheesemakers from the region around the town of Gruyere, Switzerland sued in U.S. District Court in Virginia after the Federal Trademark Trials and Appeals Board denied an application for trademark protections. The consortium said Gruyere, often a mild, smooth melting cheese that's a favorite for fondue, uh, has been made to exacting standards in the region since the early 12th century and cheese made outside of the region can't truly be called Gruyere simply to the argument that champagne can only be applied to sparkling wines from the Champagne region of France. So is at a certain point, if
5: it's made to the same specifications, it transcends its location of origin?
1: Bourbon used to be that way for the longest time. Had to be in Kentucky. Had to be made in Kentucky. No longer, though. in I think Bourbon County, Kentucky. For the longest time,
5: for the various stores to call it Kentucky Fried Chicken, it had to be shipped in prepared from Kentucky Daily, Preston.
6: Hey, no. is um? Oh no, wait, that's not accurate. I, no. The the brie. Uh, Grie, I'm sorry, Gruyere. It's uh, a Danny
5: Danny Gruyere. Yeah. Well, yeah. no,
6: no. So I'm going huh? somewhere with this. Is, the is it is, it, is it a it a like a sharp flavor? I don't know if I like. No. Is, no. It's more mild. It's mild. It's like, a, is it like a like a brie mild uh, or sort of? No, <laughs> yeah.
1: not not quite. I mean, it can. Uh, it's well, like in I between just, a...
8: In between a Swiss and a Brie. And a Giroux. Yeah. yeah I, okay, I've okay. actually been to this town where um, where it was, it was made, and there's a town called Bern, which is in Switzerland as well, and I had raclette, which is like this melted Swiss cheese. Uh, it's, it's like a melting pot type of a thing, but it's really good. I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Casey, a lot of times if you get French onion soup, the melted cheese on top will be Gruyere. It's Gruyere. Okay. Oh, and man, that stuff
5: plug up your throat.
1: Yeah. That that happens when it's, I think, though, the, the plug up your throat when it's... Um, like uh, mozzarella or something like that. When they that. don't but make it properly. yeah, right. they don't make the, it right. Yeah.
6: Uh, why am I drawing a blank on the name of the like the meats and cheeses place? Uh, oh, um, uh, De Bruno brothers. De Bruno brothers. Oh, okay, yeah. Because you said Danny Gruyere, and I was thinking like, what about like a Gruyere Robert cheese or something right. like that?
1: There is a Robert. Well, Pierre Robert is a brie. Yeah, it's it is. Cheese. Yeah. Yes. All right. It is, fact, absolutely, it is not uncommon to go to a uh, cheesemonger, you know, a cheese shop like De Bruno's, and you'll see Pierre Robert right there. So he's already got a uh, cheese in there.
5: prominently right. featured on, there's a restaurant in uh, in Chestnut Hill, and it sort of has a French motif to it, and uh, the Pierre Robert cheese is prominently displayed on the menu. Um, so, okay, so uh, the, uh, I'm, the idea of, like, a melting pot was always interesting, and uh, but I get so fanatically terrified of undercooking. Yeah. <laughs> My stuff in the fondue. That I kept hitting the timer on my phone to make sure the
1: stuff was in there long enough.
5: Are and they I'm still
2: like, open? Are the melting pots still open? There are a few,
1: aren't there? I mean, uh, uh, pre-pandemic, yeah, there were we, uh, but I. I it's it's no a tough nut that. now, right? I don't know yeah. if they. Yeah, I don't know if they they hit uh-huh. a, uh, a roadblock now. It's like, or it's now. like a, a you know a public cheese drinking fountain. Yeah. So the uh, the U.S. Dairy Export Council and other groups opposed the trademark protection. They said that American consumers understand that Gruyere. Uh, the name to be generic, applying to cheese of a certain style, regardless of their place of origin. In a decision made public last week, uh, the judge, T.S. Eliot, ruled against the Swiss consortium, T.S. finding T.S. that American consumers do not associate the Gruyere name with the cheese made specifically from that region. While similar trademark protections have been granted to Roquefort cheese Roquefort. and cognac brandy, Ellis said the same case can't be made for Gruyere. Connoisseur, so,
5: can I bring up a cheese issue here? Yeah.
1: And let me see if you... Subscribe to this notion. So I was at
5: Acme, Mm -hmm. and the gentleman behind the counter, the the deli counter, was fantastic. And we had a discussion, and both he and I believe that, like, the cheese... And I was getting Swiss for Turkey and Swiss. I find that when it is cut thinner, it tastes better. (laughs) Is that completely psychosomatic, or can there be any... Viable reason as to why that would be the case.
1: No, I, I, I think it absolutely is because your your palate prefers that texture more than a thick right. like, slab of cheese. I mean, like, yeah. I, I like uh, thicker cheese cuts, to be honest. But it's like the same reason why you might get uh, meat cut thin right. um, and or cut uh, a certain... Piece of meat against the grain, it it falls apart in your mouth in a better way. That's more easy for you to uh, to chew up and digest and stuff like that. So yeah, I think, I all think right. it all I'm contributes. I think I think the texture right. is part of flavor. I think it's not just you know salt, fat, and and uh, and and uh, acid and these other things uh, that, that add to the flavor. I think texture is a big part well, of flavor all right. too. So
6: speaking of which, Kathy, because you had lost your taste for a little while with um with I still the, the, don't have it. Okay, so are you going for more texture based? Foods then, because no, I was thinking, I mean, man, like, if I lost my taste, I'd, I'd be eating nothing but water chestnuts. You know?
2: No, it, it no, because I said the other day, like you're constantly searching for it. Yeah, you know. So, um, do you, you know, get gl- I,
6: you, do you get
5: glimmers of it?
2: You um, said pepper. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh the, but ha- but it's like a lot of pe- like Steve. It has to be like a handful of pepper that I'm like throwing wow, into my mouth. Wow, I you know wow. I had yellow mustard the other day and I thought maybe it was like coming back because I thought there was like something there, but. Yeah, you know what so might be much. nice
5: for to you tonight? Big old bowl of yellow mustard and pepper. pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and water chestnuts. <laughs> Who wants some water yeah. chestnuts? Yellow <laughs> mustard and pepper. It's the COVID special. COVID platter. Oh, yeah. Mustard and pepper. That's your new melting pot, mustard and pepper.
1: All right, so Gruyere cheese does not have to come from the Gruyere region of Europe. All right, this is interesting. Uh, Nick and Kathy are our wine drinkers on the show. And according to a poll of 2,000 U.S. adults, it was commissioned by Woodbridge Wines, uh, reveals that, 75% 75% of people think that the rules of wine are intimidating, meaning what you are expected uh, as far as pairing goes, how you drink the wine, what you, you know, know stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, so uh, 80% said that they don't always follow wine etiquette. 67% believe that there are right and wrong ways to drink wine, but only 17% say that they always follow the rules. Let me ask you then, is it acceptable to drink
5: wine out of an open bottle while you're driving?
1: No. <laughs> no. Not by the police. Is that acceptable? No. But by wine drinkers, it's just fine. I think
2: so, I do like a, a little bit of of everything. You know what I mean? Like, mine, my love of wine is based off of my taste. So, like, I don't necessarily do... I, I will... Like I do like the pairing and you know if it will complement it that's cool but like I don't have to have a red wine if I'm eating, you know, a steak or something like that. So so
1: and there there are rules on chilling the wine, you know, some that need to be at room temperature, others that need to be uh, chilled to just a little bit or can't be totally cold, you know? I mean there's there are things that are that are considered the proper way. And I, I don't know what all those are, you know? I I, saw,
5: mean? Uh, I um and I, one of these experts and everyone's an expert. But basically However you enjoy it, they were yeah. saying, and maybe they there a more liberal approach to wine drinking was that however you enjoy it is the right way to drink wine. Drink what you like. Yeah, you know yeah,
8: whatever but- tastes for you is good. You don't necessarily have to pair it with the uh, you know the traditional dish that goes along with it. And um, you know cost is another thing. Cost can be intimidating. You know you can buy a hundred dollar <laughs> bottle of wine no problem, um, but. You don't necessarily have to spend for quality. Yeah. i what you like. what
2: bothers me to no end, though, uh, Nick, and you tell me the same thing. If I see somebody, you're supposed to sip wine. If I see somebody that's, like, gulping it, and I'm not talking about, like, chugging it like it's a, you know, beer <laughs> yeah. bong or like something the, like that. Like but, the but,
6: dude like, in um, Servant, uh, whatever his name is, uh, from Harry Potter. That Rupert dude, Grint. Yeah. yeah. He, he chugs that wine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, like, to me, that bothers me. It's like you're missing the enjoyment.
8: Yeah, it. it's like... You're, I agree, like sipping a bourbon or a fine whiskey or something like that, too. You'll just get a little
5: bit more enjoyment out of it if you take your time do don't, I don't want to yeah. give the wrong impression. When I'm drinking wine out of an open bottle when I'm driving, right. I'm, I'm sipping. Okay, yeah, okay. see, good. Yeah. You, you know I, the etiquette. I remember
1: one of the first times, uh, first time I ever went to a winery, uh, and this was a a young drinker's mistake. I drank wine like it was beer. <laughs> yeah, and Kathy, like you're de- like you were describing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my we, god!
5: Preston, <laughs> we now my wife my wife is an Hammered. accomplished a wine drinker, and she she's like you, Kathy. She, she's not pairing it. She'll sit and savor it, and, and the whole thing. Uh, we went to like a wine tasting at a couple of different vineyards out on Long Island, and it was kind of her first time doing it. And so, uh, really, you're just getting a little hint of the taste. You saw. You never saw so so many hammered people. Who, who didn't well, that's realize. the thing.
2: When you get those little, you think yeah. you are like, oh my god, this is all they give you. But like, there is eight in front yeah, of you. Yeah, they you get blasted, I mean? and you are
8: literally supposed to like spit it back out. You are not yes. supposed to drink everything that's put in front of you. You are supposed to taste it, but of course, that's not fun. So that vineyard you
5: know, I was talking about that I went to, you know, in, yeah. so, in Sonoma, uh, that, that was that case. And there oh, are the jacuzzi one, right? Yeah, yeah. There are literal, literal receptacles. Mm-hmm. Yep for you to, like, uh, wine spittoons, basically. But I'll tell you what,
8: too, and, and Preston, you can speak to this. Like, when you got to tour the Maker's Mark facility, you know, and Steve going out to the j- Jacuzzi Winery, like, when you get uh, behind the scenes, look at a place like that or learn how the wine is made or learn, you know, the history behind it, it makes you appreciate it a little I bit I love more, it, and it's know? been
5: around forever. Yeah. So, so the whole history, the culture, the pairing, the surrounding, I don't drink, and I'm still fascinated I mean, quite
8: by literally, it. how they grow the grapes and, and, you know, how long they have to stay in the sun, that type of thing to me is interesting.
2: And, you know, this is, I'm sure, all in my head, but I also have a hard time uh, drinking out of, like, a plastic cup or something other than... A wine glass. Like, for me, okay. it needs to be in the wine glass, and if it's not, I'm like,
5: eh, hey, right. Kathy, will you drink it if you pour it into your cupped hands? Will you drink <laughs> it that
1: way? What by the happening? way, you mentioned the Jacuzzi Winery, and we got an email. Uh, this was from uh, Brooklyn, is their name, Brooklyn, uh, in Oakland, California, and said, hey, I heard you talking about Jacuzzi Winery in California this past week and figured I could shed some light on the situation. Uh, Klein Cellars, another Sonoma operation, is owned by Fred Klein, whose wife is actually a descendant of the famous jacuzzi family that invented the pump that makes the hot tubs possible. Jacuzzi wine is her side project. Uh, they used to own red truck wines, but sold it off around 2008. And then uh, Brooklyn goes on to say, how do I know about all this? I hate wine, but I studied rocket science with their son at oh USC, oh. who actually built a propane-fueled rocket motor on their property, and I still dabble, but he's a genius, like the original Jacuzzi clan. Yeah. Uh, wow. and goes amazing. On to amazing. Thanks for all the pandemic entertainment. Please give a shout-out to my friend Krista in Seattle if you read this far. So, Brooklyn, a shout-out uh, is headed to Krista from you, if you can, Steve. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, you it's a
5: fascinating place. I have to say it again. Uh, um, I, I, uh, there, there is that, that snooty I, – I think that snooty thing is diminishing. I think people are just realizing that uh, whatever floats your boat, you know? Yep.
2: Well, that's yep. what I said. Like, I, I drink it sp- specifically – if I like the taste of it. And if you like the taste of it and you can enjoy it, who cares what you're...
6: Listen, man, eat what you like the way you like it. Drink what you like the way you like it. Yeah. Listen to the music you like and don't apologize for it. Just do it. Does that include ketchup on a hot dog? Yeah. I mean, it's... (laughs) That's the way you like it, man? It's (laughs) childish. (laughs) It's, It's
1: utterly barbaric. But yes. Uh Casey you like pancakes right?
6: Um, are we are we switching Oh <laughs> my god. god. <laughs> All right. Oh Lord. He he I, is I, I got to change my pants. Casey posted those... <laughs>
5: Casey posted a picture of a of a of a like a, a cake pancake that he made the other German day. German pancake. Is that possible. looked delicious.
6: Yeah. Did it, it
5: turn
1: out really... okay?
6: Yeah,
5: it was it great. It
2: looked like it was a disaster. No, not. Kath.
6: like so I thought the same thing because uh when I was watching the TV show that I watched, uh, it made, uh, it, it was You're perfect. You're talking about it, German pancakes. No, no, no. It was a, a show called Mary Kingstown. But anyway, um, and when I had one in Shelburne, Vermont, it was beautiful. But the images that I saw online, that happens. It, it rises and twists and turns. and. Oh, that's hot. Oh, that's how it's supposed to look. Well, I don't know if that's how it's supposed to look, but it's not uncommon. But okay. uh, it, was, it was damn tasty, too. Yes,
1: the, the presentation was poor, but did it taste good? Yeah, it did. There yeah. you go. Yeah. All right. Right. So, so here you next. go. Listen to this. Listen to this. IHOP has brought back uh, their fan favorite all you can eat pancakes promotion for five ninety nine, six bucks. Uh, all right, and you can go in and eat all so, you want. Here's my here's
6: my yeah. assessment. How many? How many? Here's my exactly.
5: <laughs> it's like to me. It's like pasta. It's like when you you <laughs> get like a spaghetti bolognese, and you like look at this, look at this. Three forks in, and you want to die. <laughs> yeah. you, and it's the same with pancakes. You get. Filled so quickly. So it's ingenious
6: but to say, like, it, is cheap, right, man. yes. Yeah, yeah. you can
8: take a
5: friend, I guess, right?
8: Uh, no. Uh, no. Team up. Uh, that's no. what we used oh. to do with the
6: Ponderosa, man. It <laughs> yeah. was all you could eat ice cream Sundays. Like, yeah. one person went up and I'll paid the $3. One, <laughs> Nothing for me today, thanks. Yep. Oh.
1: Uh, for the promotion. Uh, you'll start with a full stack of five buttermilk pancakes. Oh, man. Followed by as many more of the pancakes as you can eat five. in one sitting. And later on,
6: and, yeah, you will crap an it. entire loaf of bread. <laughs> but that's totally. why I, like, and I, I, for Mother's Day, we would always do these Mother's Day brunches. I'm not doing them anymore because it's 40 bucks a head. Mm. It, you're not getting it's your It's just your mother. It's just your mom. <laughs> no, you're not getting your money's worth. I, I, like, I'd rather just go out to, like, brunch or dinner or lunch or whatever and not do this. Or risque. This, uh. Um, um, this all-you-can-eat sort. And it doesn't matter how nice of a place and you know, how nice the spread is. Cause I, and I always made the mistake, Preston, of getting the pancakes first. And then uh-huh. I'm full and I can't eat anything else. And I just paid 40 bucks for three pancakes. <laughs> you know
5: my love-hate relationship with the, the pancakes. I, I adore pancakes. However, I have to say, I, I, shy of ones that have made it their way into the studio here that I will eat without syrup, I, I, I never think to have them for breakfast because, to me, it, uh, they're so wonderful, but they're so filling.
8: Yeah. Steve, your thoughts on uh, the all-you-can-eat breadsticks at Olive Garden?
5: Love Ooh. it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I, I love those. I find that to be the same type of thing with olive. I know, like You're it's, right. It's I, too much. I am dead. I'll tell you another place. Okay. Not your average Joe's over there oh, in Suburban man, Square. Great bread. They have this bread. <laughs> they do. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, here's the story. I'm going to tell you this. I said to my wife, God damn, this bread is and the dipping sauce is so good. <laughs> yes. Can you buy it for takeout? Oh, okay. Yes, and oh, the woman. Because absolutely, we sell it all the time. She comes to our table with basically an Indian canoe uh, made out of the bread. Yeah, I mean that's how they sell it. And and uh, <laughs> I mean, I still have like half a human of frozen bread in my refrigerator at home. But it's so good. All they do, Preston, you would you would laugh because it's a little bit of a cheese with a with a red pepper in the dipping sauce and everything. But it's just so good.
6: It's great. I, I
5: I that's another pitfall of mine. The, the bread at various places, it'll take you down. Well,
6: also, like, Press, I'm sure you've done this, gone to, like, an all-you-can-eat, like, a uh, crab claws place, and... Uh, Just, do, you you know, do you guys dive in at that? So, well, I, I... And I learned my mistake the first time. It was, like, 20 bucks, right? 20 bees. Bu- 20 bees. 20 bucks. 20 yeah. bees. 20 bees. I don't have bees. <laughs> I, I have an earwig <laughs> and a daddy longwigs. I had 20 bees, but five <laughs> flew away. Um, what do you know? think? Bees <laughs> grow on trees? <laughs> 20 bucks. Oh. all you can Eat crab and and then they give you pasta as well. And I made the mistake of eating a bowl of pasta, and then I was full and I couldn't eat the crab claws. I, bet, I you, to, yeah. bet your bees yeah. were laughing at you. <laughs> That's what like they, do, do, they, yeah. Yeah, they, they do, man. Yeah,
1: they they do that. type of thing on purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, when you uh, when you go to a bar and and there's free pretzels and and you know maybe. Uh, um, uh, Chips or whatever it yeah. may be—that's so you're going to buy more drinks. Yes, you, know, you sit no. there and eat that stuff. It's salty. You want more cocktails, and and uh, it's it, it's perfectly oh, you're targeted strategic? for that. Strategic, yes. Mm-hmm. It's all they have just
2: giving us a little treat. They've
6: researched, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Preston, right. uh, yes. Wait, can we go to Star on on line one? Because uh, let us do that. All right, right pull yeah. her up. Hi, Star. Are you ready, Case? <laughs> yeah.
1: Hi, Star. You're on the air. Go ahead.
4: Hi. How are you today, guys? Excellent. Ooh. Thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, so I worked at IHOP for quite a few years before the pandemic happened, and um, I worked a lot of the uh, all-you-can-eat pancakes, and we had this group of high school wrestlers used to come in every time we have it. It's like twice a year, and literally they were there for four and a half hours the last time, and two of the guys we counted from their first set because we knew how they were. They ate seventy
8: six pancakes. Oh seventy
6: six pancakes. <laughs> so they got their money's worth. <laughs> how many ate? Uh, did you say seventy six? Wait, no, like, no, 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 no. How many people? Two, how many people? Um,
4: there were maybe like six of them. They they were wrestlers for Garnet Valley, I believe.
6: Yeah, I okay. think.
5: But star, that's that's still like you know ten plus. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a dozen each. Yeah. So it's like, like, like
4: syrup, butter, everything. And the one boy Dude. said, wait, you got to make sure we have time and you have room left. We're going out to dinner with mom and dad after this. And I was like wow. dumbfounded.
1: No. Wait, and how
4: long did you say they were there?
1: Four hours, like, she four, said.
4: Four and a half hours.
1: Uh, oh. It's, it's oh. crazy what, what people of that age. Thank you, Star. We appreciate it. I, I forgot where we were, and my my son Carter orders large uh, portions, and I forgot somebody goes, you'll never finish that. And he just goes, watch me. Yeah. <laughs> like, they
6: see it as a challenge. You know what kids, uh, kids adolescents uh, do, is uh, or don't do, I should say, is they don't look at the price on the menu. Uh, and th- they're, not paying, oh, yeah. they're yeah. not paying for it. They're not paying for it, so they, they have care. no idea. So Chuck D'Amico, his son. We'll order like two salmon dinners. You know they go out and he, like, dude, that's that's seventy dollars. Right, like, right. How about you oh, get my a case? My
2: yet. brother was always like the surf and turf kid. Like yeah. he'd, be, he'd be like, yeah, yeah I, oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> like, I
1: did that <laughs> one time. I was uh, my my family sent me with another family to their country club you to, to get a bite <laughs> eat, and I'm like, I'll have the lobster thermidor, please. <laughs> and they're like, uh, reel that back for a second, kid. I was like, what? <laughs> it looks good. Yeah. Anyway, um, I have another story I want to get to connoisseur wise, and we'll. Go, uh, we'll go into snacks here for this one. Uh, Lay's potato chips has a new product called Lay's Golden Grounds. This is kind of stupid, Oh, I think. those golden grounds. Listen to this. It's a first-of-a-kind lineup of NFL-inspired chips Ooh. made with potatoes grown in soil from select fields of NFL teams.
5: Oh, that's fine. Okay, I'm, you're right. They're I'm not stupid. doing anything. No, they're not. And they're not doing that either.
1: Lay's actually pulled soil directly from NFL stadiums and fields across the U.S. and mixed the soil into separate parts of their potato fields to make the chips infused (laughs) with the grounds. They use the the glory of America's favorite NFL team, the same
5: production facilities and fields they use right now. This is as as ill-conceived as when Pringles did their line of Pringles chips. Based on the silhouettes of silent screen stars.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> that, no, they had to. Like, that's false. This is long changed. They,
2: they Dude. got a spoonful yeah. of Exactly, dirt, like, Kathy. A field. If that's, yes. Oh, if, it was if, like if when,
5: legit. When Kiss put their blood into the ink for the comic book, Preston. Yeah, Remember they did like that? a couple
1: yeah, of drops. Yeah. yeah. For thousands of comic books. Right. You know, they just did that in one batch of ink. So, same type of thing. But listen, if you're a super fan, you want to keep the bag, it'll probably have the logo on it. There you go. You can do that. All right. Another uh, story. Let's see here. Ah, okay. I wanted to mention this one. Um, Expiration dates on milk cartons. Uh, So, do you guys, how... Faithful are you to those? <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> you don't drink milk when it smells bad or yeah. when it starts talking. That's when I
5: throw
8: okay. it out. I go by the so, smell test.
5: Yeah, yeah. yep, and I and, and
1: I do too. Uh, there's UK grocery. You do uh,
2: expiration date, Kathy. I absolutely do expiration expiration date, and also after the story, I want to bring up organic milk. Oh, so quick, why does okay. have an expiration? Quick, quick date?
5: question. Do, do <laughs> so? Do you do you fastidiously check the date before you pour milk every time?
2: Yeah. Uh, so I uh, Steve the Kathy president doesn't was right. Milk. I don't drink milk um oh, that's right. does, and sometimes okay. he'll have cereal. So yes, I will check the date and it, if it's bad it does not go in the bowl.
1: All right. So there's a UK grocery chain that says uh, yeah, the sniff test is good enough. And they're getting rid of the expiration dates on its milk. Uh, the goal is to reduce the amount of milk that gets thrown out by people because it's past the expiration date, but that's uh, but is actually still good. And the milk yeah. is sold by Morrison's supermarkets. Ooh, mm-hmm. Maybe I have a bit of money coming to me. Uh-huh. We'll actually guys- still have a date on it, but the wording will be changed to say that it is best before this date. So a best buy date as opposed to expiration Ex- if, you're, if you're or
5: use buy date. Yeah. If you're keeping Keeping milk yeah. in a very refrigerated situation, uh, you're gonna get, It's gonna last. It almost always yeah. lasts longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It sucks though when you go and you you buy something that was probably older than it should have been when yeah. it was sold, and you get that pulpy sort of. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible. Well, Do you all right, like, pulpy hey, milk. Yeah, where it starts to almost like curdle, you know. Yeah. Well, that's cur- yeah, that's yeah. nasty. That's yeah. bad. Yeah.
2: I'll dig through the, uh, like, I'll look at in the back, like, where they put the ones that have a later date for bread or for milk, or uh, I'll grab those. Well, so,
6: yeah, that's what I was going to say, like, uh, where where I get my milk, you know, there's usually, like, two rows of the milk that I like, and one has, like, a you know, a later date than the other one, and I'm like, whoever grabs, you know, if it's, one says January 17th, and the other one says January 29th, like... Who's grabbing the January 7th? Oh, it wouldn't, mat- it wouldn't matter
1: to my family. No? We tear through that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like we'll buy a gallon of milk. It's gone in a couple days. So, and not everybody pays
8: attention either. You know, sometimes yeah, just I don't there for pay the carton. I don't know if it, this is on the study or not, Preston. But um, for whatever reason, I've been pi- um, I've been buying lactose uh, free milk for the last uh, few months. Or whatever, like, like lactate. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. version of it. Like, there's a, a few different brands, but anyway, it, it seems to last longer, and I don't know why. Um, than then just a regular carton of um, one so the yeah, that, well, that's
2: what I was that's what I was saying go the, ahead, go ahead. same thing the organic milk um, okay the, the I, there's either not an expiration date or it's like so far in the future that I don't understand yeah. how it's lasting now.
5: 2077. Yeah. yeah, Steve, kind of. Yeah. But Steve, I'll do the... <laughs> Your milk has just expired. We only eat pills for dinner and everyone has a personal monorail. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, that's
7: cool.
8: <laughs> no, the smell test, for whatever reason, it just seems to last longer and I don't know if that's anecdotal or what, but for whatever reason, it
5: seems like it works for me. Let me ask you a question on that. Does the lactate or whatever you're you're, you're uh, lactose intolerant right a discernible sure. taste uh no difference no
8: no discernible taste difference but it definitely helps with uh, for me digestion like I, it, I, yeah. I i get less gassy and uh fewer toots fewer toots my mom that's not fun yeah my mom
5: drinks lactate. well that's why he wears the breakaway pants <laughs> right and so uh, he can he can drop mid-trow and let that fart out thank you
6: uh every now and then uh we'll run out of milk and i got to borrow my mom's lactate, so i have okay. a neighbor, i have a neighbor downstairs i borrow milk and sugar <laughs> and stuff from <laughs> you up. like all the time uh, yeah, yeah okay, it's yeah. it's fine but like And I'm sure this happens to a lot of people, but, like, I will go in and I'll pour a bowl of cereal, right? And then I open the fridge and there's no milk. I'm Uh, like, God damn it. Why uh. do you do this? Why do you not check to see if there's milk first? Do you know what you can do? Yeah. It's in 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 a pinch. Put some water in mayonnaise. (laughs)
2: Oh, Oh my God. God. That is the worst (laughs) thing.
6: Wouldn't that work? It's the
3: same color.
1: Uh, uh. You know what you could do, though? Honestly, you could probably, if you had, like, uh, cream or half and half or something like that, you could mix water in that and uh, and dilute dilute it a little bit. Essentially, that's what they do with milk. Whole milk and and 2% milk is just watered down, you know? I'll I'll tell
5: you what, 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 though. It's funny because, uh, you know, I'm... I'm, um, fat free milk is all I, all I drink. It used to be regular, full blown, you know, full milk, whole milk, years of yeah. whole milk years ago, but now I drink it. When I drink regular whole milk, it's as if I'm drinking half and half. Yeah. It just tastes yeah, yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Preston, I made a milkshake for my son last night before I went to bed, and I had to make it for him because he didn't know how to make a milkshake. And I was like, <sighs> are you failed are you... as a father. No, it, dude. He is a smart kid. He just manipulated. It's just milk <laughs> and ice cream That's it. in a blender. Like, oh. that is it. It's boys, kids. It, I know. My God. <laughs> he just wanted you to make it. Yes. Okay. And he wins yeah. every time. Every Don't let him
1: smash. do it.
2: Nah. Don't let him do it. You yeah. know what? Wait, Case. You know what Jace does? He makes me feel like I'm so special. He's like, can you make me that special ice cream <laughs> that you do? With you, the the only you can make it, it make that it, way. Yeah. And I'm
3: like, yes, of course that
5: yeah, uh-huh. sure. uh, Can you yep. make me that special bowl of ice cream where you take the bowl out of
1: its the ice cream out of its original <laughs> container and put it in a bowl? I the way it. you do it
5: with
3: a spoon, with that special
1: right. spoon that you use. <laughs> Well, it's perfectly fine to just do the 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 sniff test on milk. And looking at the clock, we got to wrap it up here, gang. That's all I have time for. I have some other great stories. Well, from just, the connoisseur. just a quick we'll observation. Send for another time. Yeah. K-
5: Kelly just disconnected, but she said she drinks the lactate, uh, the the uh, lactose intolerant milk makes her fart her brains out. Oh no, kidding!
1: Oh, I'm paraphrasing. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, that's all the time we have for this video segment. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Bizarre files coming up, and uh, we also have a. An announcement of sorts that we're going to pass along to you. So that's coming up next. Stay with us.
7: If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand.
10: HD.
2: It ain't just for your TV anymore.
10: Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR
4: HD 2, the MMR archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so
1: good.
7: Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show
1: podcast. I know it's no Sad Bro Friday, uh, but we have an announcement to make, and uh, it's a little bit That's sad. It's sad. <laughs> And we don't need a drum roll or anything like that. But uh, those of you may have surmised by now, because of lack of information coming out about the event, uh, that unfortunately the Cardboard Classic is not going to be able to uh, take place this year. There's a couple of reasons behind that. Uh, number one, uh, Jack Frost is under new ownership, and so uh, they're no longer interested. The new ownership is not interested in doing the event, Um They have other fish to fry. They've got to get in and and rehash their operation. So I guess I can understand why they might want to uh pass on this event for now you never know they may want to come back around but we're exploring other opportunities there are some really good ones that are available uh and also we, we we possibly could have put one together in time for this year but there's a couple of reasons that we wouldn't want to do it number number one if uh if we were to set something up and then all of a sudden the staff members at another uh another uh, uh, the mountain uh, you know because of the the virus if, if all of a sudden there's a lot of people sick and they they're, they're short staffed you can't pull off an event like that
5: and that's what's Sort of happening. So, so and yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're seeing that more and more. So it's time to just kind of pull back rather than try to slap it together at this point. By now, if we were doing this in years past, we would have already been full steam like weeks and weeks ago. Yeah, And also the teams that, that are regular participants every year would have already been building their sleds and getting stuff in place. And we don't want people to shortcut it. And it's because it's turned into such a, you know, such a... Um, just a—it's a, a, it's a monster, benchmark. It's a monster in, in a good way.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, that uh, I'd, I'd hate for it to be uh, done in a shortcut way. So, and, and because of a number of reasons, we're not going to be able to have it this year. We didn't have it last year. We're not going to have it this year. But we're talking. Can we mention who we're talking to, or should we even do that, Nick? Uh, you've, uh, you've been in conversation. It's up
8: to you. I mean, it, I, I, let's do it. I, okay. It, we we've been working. Actually, we worked with two mountains, and uh, the first was Bear Creek, and that ended up not happening. But um, Montage Mountain up in Scranton has been really gung-ho about wanting to host Cardboard Classic, and for all the reasons you just men- mentioned, Preston, it's not going to happen this year with them. Um, I'd be very surprised if at some point in the future we don't do something with montage, and right. so uh, we weren't able to even get up and scope it out this year, you know, when we need to do that. Our engineering right. department needs to do that, and promotions, etc. Um, so we're hoping, and it's it's... Pretty possible that there might be some kind of event at Montage this year, maybe with Pierre, or something along the lines there. You know, that's, so think of like, a, like like a, a, a like a day off, yeah. so
5: that we can get up. And this could be. Listen, again, we're open for anything, but the truth of the matter is, this there is a big. This is a big undertaking, and you have to have everything uh, in place, right? And so the the feedback from from everybody we've talked to has been great. Montage, in particular, has been very responsive, and so that presents new opportunities. Exactly. So if we could get up and get do a, a day off, I think I, I definitely would make it up for that anyway,
1: just because I'd, I'd be curious to see it, and then lock it in for next year. And by the way, Nick, you you had said Montage is only like 20 minutes further than Jack Fox. Yeah. It's not like as a crazy you know, distance past that. Yeah, so. if you're
8: heading up the Northeast Extension, yeah. it's just a couple more exits up, and uh, it is, it's is—it's a great place anyway. So uh, we're really hoping to be able to do something this year and um, also
5: hoping to be able to announce a date for 2023's cardboard classics because it will yeah. come back. Now, and really, by hook or crook, obviously it's an outdoor event, and so so there, there's all sorts of things. If it, we were, if it was a, a case where there people were able to work, and we don't know that because a lot of places <laughs> are understaffed. Because you know, well, look at this presence on the screen from yeah. home yeah. right now. if, like, we, been, yeah. sure. if, if yeah. we were yeah. short
1: staffed, if the mountain was short staffed, yeah. trying to pull something like that off would be very, very right. So, so I'm very excited. I'm ex- yeah. Yeah. Listen, you're Me right. It, this is this is not.
5: It's not exactly sad, bro. It's, yeah. it, but it's it's, it's also, unfortunate, bro. It, it's also a no sad, bro, because you stop and think about it. I'm excited about a new endeavor in a place with new opportunities and new, like, full weekend things. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Because people make a weekend make out of it. You make a weekend out of yeah. it. And so we looked at it. We, with that in mind, we've been looking at places where you could do that and have a whole freaking
1: weekend of celebration and fun yeah. and this event. And that's what we're looking to do. Yep. All right. So... That's the announcement we'll mention again uh, a little bit later on. But uh, we have Bizarre File stories to do, so let's go. Now,
0: WMMR presents
1: Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. Beef this Morning brought to you by Horizon, their New Year Plumbing Savings. You can get up to 50 a 100 even $200 off select plumbing repairs and services with Horizon same-day plumbing service, or it is free. Visit horizonservices.com. Uh, we'll start with this story. An Israeli executive caused over or close to $200,000 worth of damage to a hotel room in a 90-minute siege at one of London's top hotels during an acute manic episode. Ofer Sofen, who is 52, torched cushions and towels in Suite 212 at the Four Seasons last year. Oh, man. Uh, Jurors at a court heard. The jury found Sofen... Not guilty by reason of insanity. Uh, the Israeli citizen was released on bail by a judge, pending uh, a further hearing. Uh, the court heard Mr. Sefin was seen by security staff around midday demanding to speak to Bill Gates and have his family flown in from the UK from Israel by private jet, as well as telling staff as well as telling staff to f off. Ho- yeah, Hotel staff. Uh, ...called a friend of Mr. Sofen to help do a welfare check on him, but the Israeli businessman hurled abuse at his friend for two hours until police were called. Police arrived and tried to enter the hotel room as he shouted abuse and demanded to see his lawyer. He then (laughs) let the officers into the suite, but he barricaded himself in a room while setting fires and throwing various objects at police, including glass bottles and a burning book. Uh, The executive was only wearing a pair of black pants and had covered the other parts of his body in shaving cream while he was doing this.
5: You know, I listen, it's a tragic episode, but uh, he kind of would look like a raging
1: Mr. Bubble, right? He was eventually arrested. He had destroyed three antique Chinese chests, two televisions, a music system, a wooden furniture set, and multiple glass tabletops, but they found him not guilty by reason of insanity. insanity. They said that he had a manic episode and the total bill was near two hundred thousand dollars so preston you had that same episode at a best western you're looking at about a grand <laughs> yeah yeah exactly Yep. different at ep- the four seasons yeah, exactly yeah. uh here's uh, another story out of Eng- england a consultant surgeon who burned his initials onto the livers of two unconscious patients has been struck off of the medical register is there something wrong with signing your work if you're a surgeon Uh, Simon Bramall admitted two charges of assault at Birmingham Crown Court after using an argon beam machine to brand the organs while working as a liver transplant surgeon at the city's Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Which Ghostbuster was argon? The the that was Egon. Oh, I'm sorry. the 57 year old was given a community order and fined uh, twenty thousand dollars. The following month, on Tuesday, a review by the Medical Practitioners Tribunal Service concluded Bramall's actions were quote born out of a degree of professional arrogance, and his name should be erased from the medical register. The tribunal found that the physical assault of two vulnerable patients while unconscious in, in a clinical setting, one of whom experienced significant and enduring emotional harm, seriously undermines patients and the public trust and confidence in the medical profession and inevitably brings the profession as a whole into dispute.
5: So would it be illegal for a doctor to do
1: like an X-Wing fighter with your junk while you were under? Not as bad as Mm. burning your initials (laughs) on a liver. So the defendant told police that he had branded the organs to relieve operating theater tensions following difficult and long transplant operations in 2013. Uh, So his name has been erased from the medical register, by the way. A wince-inducing video shows a Texas man having a giant insect pulled out of his ear after the large critter flew into it while he was working in his garage. Uh, The patient, identified only as Ronald, was featured on a show called This Came Out of Me on Discovery Channel. It's a series of profiles unusual and extreme medical emergencies treated by ER doctors in Texas. I'm sorry? what, what What kind of bug was it? Do they know? Uh, they think it was a moth. Okay. So in the episode, Ronald is heard telling Nurse Paige Grissom how he had been fixing up his dune buggy outside the garage when he heard, "quote a dag gum bug <laughs> flew in my ear." Dag uh, gum. When You're trying to asked work on my delivery vehicle here, uh, when asked whether he believed the bug was still alive, he responds that he believed it is, saying that it's really irritating. It oh feels like it's going. It's got wings and it's down in my eardrum. He said, "drives me crazy." Uh, I couldn't stand up because it was just so uncomfortable. Makes me just unstable. Preston, can you recreate for us the drum solo the moth was
5: playing on his eardrum? <laughs> uh, only with one hand. Okay, yeah. Far away, but,
7: yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go. So, uh, Doctor Greg Starr assessed Ronald and discovered the bug had lodged itself inside his left external auditory canal. Uh, Star injects several doses of uh, lidocaine in to try and kill or stun the insect. Uh, Ronald is writhing around in pain on the hospital bed Uh. as the drug is administered. After the dose, after a third dose, uh, Ronald jerks his legs in the air in discomfort and shakes his head as the winged critter is prized from his ear canal. Incredibly, it was still alive. (laughs) Star is heard exclaiming as he holds the bug up to the camera, looks like a moth. Uh, footage of the clip has since Edge gone viral Jamal. <laughs> yeah. on facebook drawing reactions of shock disgust and horror in equal measure wow that that
5: that's a nightmare scenario like either the, you know, the yes. earwigs uh. and uh, spiders anything like that that it gains
1: entry to your body oh, oh yeah yep and yet we pay for prostitutes uh man <laughs> claims being a prostitute said his penis has shrunk by almost one and a half inches due to COVID, and doctors say that it can't be fixed. Oh my God, then I must have COVID. The anonymous man <laughs> said that the lasting effect of the virus has damaged his self confidence. Before, the 30 something man said his penis was above average size, uh, and urologists say that COVID D is a real phenomenon. Really? Uh, whereby the penis can reduce in size due to the damage in blood vessels. Did I hear uh, Kathy
2: chime in. On that I one? said, "Really? <laughs> like re- this is like scientific? Like science shows this?" Yeah. Is yeah. it possible
5: with the combination of symptoms, Kathy? Do you think you can smell a
1: penis?
2: <laughs> I was going to say, maybe I have
1: one. I didn't go with it. Hey, she's grown a penis. <laughs> so a study of 3,400 people led by at University, University College, College, College London found so that
5: small penis.
1: 200 reported long COVID symptoms. A smaller penis was one of the rarer ones. <laughs> uh, calling into the podcast, How Do I Do It? How to Do It? The man said, I'm a heterosexual man in my 30s. Uh, in July of last year, I uh, contracted COVID and was very sick. When I got out of the hospital, I had some erectile dysfunction issues. Those gradually got better with some medical attention, but I seemed to be left with a lasting problem. My penis has shrunk. uh, Before I got sick... I was above average. Not huge, but definitely bigger than normal. And now I've lost about an inch and a half and have become decidedly less than average. So years ago, I had scurvy and I gained six inches. (laughs) Uh, He said, it's apparently due to vascular damage and my doctors seem to think it's likely permanent. Uh, It shouldn't really matter, uh, but it's had a profound impact on my self-confidence in my abilities in bed. Uh, a urologist, Ashley Winter, explained that penile shrinkage after COVID is a domino effect of erectile dysfunction. She said, uh, it is true that having erectile dysfunction leads to shortening. You can have this period of time where the penis is not stretching itself out, uh, where it's not uh, you know, getting full of blood, and that can lead to scarring of the penis and shortening of the penis. Is that a band name, COVID-D? <laughs> uh, and that's probably what yeah. your uh, the caller is referring to now, yeah. so... It's legitimate and can happen. It's rare, but it can happen. All right. Case drive time for it's... one more? Or is no, that it? No, it's over. Okay. okay. Kathy yeah. has an
5: observation.
2: No, I was just so it's saying that it needs to fill with blood. On a regular basis in order for this not to happen.
5: Are you right. saying you're just the person for that job? <laughs> I
2: know, and I'm just well, the woman. The
1: if job. you did not know this, Kathy, but a man while sleeping uh, several times right, will right. become yeah engorged. I know that against. guy. It's I, happens. Yeah. I know him. So, uh, But I guess not.
6: Uh, press. I was watching uh, Road Trip is now on uh, on Netflix, and, and so I was watching it the other day. And I, I don't know how many times I've seen the movie, but I noticed for the first time there's a scene in the movie where these guys are they're staying in a, in a motel, and DJ Qualls and another character are sleeping in the same bed, <laughs> and DJ Qualls has a boner right. as there's, and I had never <laughs> ever noticed it before. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, cat. That's that's what happens to us while we yep. sleep. All right, so
1: with that, we need to take a break. Uh, Jeff Amen from Pearl Jam will be joining us later on this morning. So excited to talk to him. We have some other things coming up, too. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Make sure you hang in.
6: On the latest Daily Rush, we lost Dr. (laughs) Wait, why did you bleep that? That's that's his name, Dr. (laughs) Famous mathematician, Dr. Jacques. He passed away. Right. we we'll watch the story of Dr. Right now on Preston and uh,
1: Another day of broadcasting from home, which is kind of a fun little experience of those who've, who've done the at home working thing before. This is my first run at it. And uh, there's, there's pros and cons and, and uh, it's been kind of fun. I have to say, although, although it's funny because yesterday I got a uh, really cool gift from my mom. It was a uh, Christmas gift um, that arrived late, and uh, it's a it's a jacket. It's like a Letterman's jacket. Oh, but on the back of it is it's black and white. It's uh, with, with it's leather and and cloth. You know how the sleeves would yeah. be leather. Yeah, and,
3: yeah.
1: And but on the back of it, it's. Um, uh, embroidered really big. It says the Beatles in that classic Beatles ah. uh, logo font. And I told Rochelle, I'm like, "This is great, man. I'm going to wear this to work tomorrow." <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not. You're not going anywhere.
3: Oh man. <laughs> hey, well, we're Monday. But
1: we're shooting for Monday, and it's looking good, right? Being from home is nice too, because I'm sitting in uh, my little uh, my little music cave down here, and uh, I figured out a way to wire in my drum kit into the uh, the audio chain. Uh, so. So you we guys want to hear, yeah, we thought, hear the, the, the drum kit a little bit? Yeah, we thought this would be a nice. You were asking about that yesterday. A
5: nice little deal. You do it. You gave us a little rim shot earlier. So, and you've I'm got gonna, an electric kit. Unless <laughs> Lest people think Preston is an insensitive
1: bastard who's going to wake up his family right now. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. One of the, that's one yeah. of the, the pluses of having an electronic drum kit is that uh, you can play anytime you want. It's not going to wave the family. Plus, my, uh, I, I had to because of my, my hearing issues, my tinnitus and uh, hearing loss. So this is... Uh, makes that possible, which is pretty awesome. So I have to I have to unplug my headphones and turn down my microphone and go over so to the you, drums you it will be a moment. And we'll let and, Kathy describe your kit. I <laughs> won't be I will not be hearing you guys by the way. No, we so don't. Okay. And, we don't. And I'll just start up at any point in time. Right. So I'm gonna do that now, okay? Goodbye. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
5: yeah. All right bye
1: guys. Bye, Take bye. it away Kathy. So Kathy you can see this, Kathy, can't
5: you? Uh
2: yeah. Now yeah, Kathy, yeah. you're
5: in front of your, your drum kit uh, if we could do a uh, a drum battle, wouldn't that be great? Oh, yeah. You're, you've been warming up your, your singing voice, right, guys?
2: Right. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So you... Wait, I can't. I For some reason, I can't see him now. You
6: can't see him now? All right. Now, well, Preston's yeah, yeah. drumming. He's, it's Preston's I see
2: case, Casey's thing. All right.
4: That's pretty cool.
10: I knew he would start with his favorite Amy Grant song. It is, yeah.
8: (laughs) He would have that thing in our studios here if he were allowed to.
5: Oh, God, yeah. And, and and Kathy, you'd want to put a bullet in his head.
2: I like the, yeah, I like the real drumming, yeah. but the uh, drumming on the countertop. Really
5: cool. That's very cool. I want to get one of these. Yeah! yeah. Drumming. Wait, I'm gonna, gonna pat out the applause here one second. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. The crowd goes crazy. Uh, All hey, right, bro. Preston, get sit back down. Can you hear us now? He's popping in his plug Usually there. Part, yeah.
6: You know. When are you going to start drumming, Press? <laughs> did, did the crowd go wild? Yeah. yeah wild. Oh. Okay.
5: Uh, we were actually giving a little bit of commentary. Um, uh, we think that, um, you know, having a kit like that would be interesting right here in the studio at the ready all the time. Oh, man. Because, and Kathy says it would stop you from uh, playing drums on the counter. Right? <laughs> it might sound
6: a little bit better. So you... Yes, no, I was gonna say your um that that kit is an amazing kit it's electronic, and they you have a whole bunch of different settings on there, like you can make it more no oh, I can go through than anything right
1: there's there's so much stuff on there, it's ridiculous could you, I can... could, could you synthesize Bill's voice and drum?" <laughs> Yeah, if I had a sample of it. Oh my yeah, God. Little, actually. Little, little, little,
5: little, little, little hanging fruit. <laughs> Lull, Lull, little, 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 little
1: hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> dird, 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 oh my God. Like uh, stool, stool, stool. <laughs> yeah, I get to hear. Wait, hang on. Because I don't- if I'm not behind there, hang on. I can. All right, do it. Hang on a second. Do it. What's he going to do?
5: He's going to process <laughs> Bill's voice. He said has got to go. No, no, I'm not going to process
1: Bill. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I'm not going to. Can you hear that? Yeah. Different, all right. like, like, all right, here's one that adds a few, like,
8: that sounds more acoustic, yes, almost yeah. like an echo effect.
5: Hey, Kathy, sing jamming, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: that's
5: cool. Yeah, I got some weird stuff. Can, yeah. You, can you, can you, Preston, can you drum other instruments? Can't hear me.
1: Yeah, I can play all kinds of instruments. I can hear you, by the way. Do okay,
5: some- Spacey. Yeah, do, do something. Can you, could, in other words, could you drum a piano? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> That's sort of an 80s sound. Yeah, it's kind of spacey. Yeah. Spacey, but, um... Can you, Preston, can you drum so that it's another instrument? In other words, you're hitting the drums and we're hearing a piano. No. Oh, okay. Here, right? Let me build that for you. Hey, can we do it? Can we try and name that tune? Can you give us uh, 10 seconds of a. Uh, yeah, yeah give us a drum solo and we'll try to guess. No, not a solo, but hang on. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's probably going to be a original drum kit.
1: All right, and then I'll do uh, like I'll, I'll play
5: you know, like a walk this way Aerosmith, walk this way
6: Aerosmith, walk this way Aerosmith. No, it's a Run DMC. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. No, it's, it's walk this way. Do um, Paradise uh, City. I, he probably can't even play that one. Paradise City, <laughs> Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. It's the sound. I
1: mean, that's, that's the middle part of that. No, uh,
6: Paradise City is boom. Yeah.
8: Can you do uh, "Hot for Teacher" by Van Halen? No,
7: I don't have uh, a double. Do uh, it! <laughs> I don't have my double pedal anymore.
1: I got. Uh, to office,
5: so I don't uh, have any man, all <laughs> right. Can you do Luke "Lukewarm for Teacher"? <laughs> no. no. Oh, uh, Rosanna. Rosanna! Damn it, You won. What did you win? A zucchini. <laughs> hey, Preston, do um. Okay, you just do it and we'll guess. We're
1: doing pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. We've already won the... Uh... Here's a certificate. Oh,
1: wait, I haven't played Full in the Rain in a long time. All
6: right, I was Full in the Rain, by yeah. the way. Yeah, thank you. Led um... Zeppelin.
8: <laughs> oh, Tom Sawyer.
4: Tom Sawyer. Yeah.
5: All right. Play one, Kathy could guess. How about... Man, I I feel like a a woman.
1: (laughs) 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 Are uh,
5: Are
3: you ready, girls?
1: uh, Drum parts that you guys would know just from the drums alone. Uh, How about
8: Little Drummer Boy? Do
1: you want any suggestions
8: from listeners? Sure. Yeah. So uh, we got um, Sunday Bloody Sunday by you two?
1: Yeah. Wait. I haven't played that in a long time.
5: Yeah. Yep. I would have got that. Thank you for that suggestion.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I can't believe the news today. <laughs> Come on, everybody.
5: <laughs> Sunday, bloody Sunday. Ooh, it's a great day of the week for pancakes.
8: How about to, in, in the Air Tonight by Genesis?
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's a Phil Collins
8: solo.
1: In the air t- well, the, the beginning part is um, you want the uh... yes,
6: yeah, that part slaps, man. I
1: have, a, I have a better drum kit for that. Hang on a second. Oh, this. Yeah. I need something with a lot of reverb on it. Um,
6: All
5: right. Um,
1: hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm getting it up. Can you have
5: it. Rochelle play tambourine? Yeah. What is... What's the most recognizable drum opening to a song? It, it,
6: would it be the Van Halen Hot For Teacher? Uh, that one's... Uh, also, uh, what is the uh, ACDC song? Uh, Back oh, in Black? yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: wait,
5: no, that's... Uh, hang on. Back in Black. No, that's... team uh, to Benson.
1: pretty much every ACD. <laughs> 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 um, how about, um, oh, man.
6: It's the end of the world man. as we know it. Yeah. Is that it's a, a, it's a, it's
5: a, a, it's a... Yes. Good call. Can't That's great. It's time. That's great. That's great. And it's late. it's And is not great. Take it, Kathy. <laughs> These, my, <laughs> do, I
2: can't. I have COVID tongue. Um. Wait. Come oh, Mickey, you're... Oh, Mickey, you're... Wait, which one was it? I thought
5: was it I was quiet right. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing Oh, Mickey. That is what I was playing. Oh, oh, I thought man. it was a, Come On, Feel The Noise. Ten points, Monko. <laughs> Oh,
6: yeah! Did he? Tr- did he die? The lead? By Sharona. Yeah. He did. Hey, uh, Preston. How about this? Wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah! Police
5: bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do, what you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> That's cool. Oh. Another one, you see the good one pop up? Yeah, Who Are You by the Who? Yeah, how about Who Are You, Preston? Uh, hang on, we me a better
1: drum kit for that.
5: Just play that thing and we'll just sing Who Are You. <laughs> Doesn't really matter to us. <laughs> hey, Isaiah, um... I think this is very cool. Though I I really would like to give Kathy that opportunity to sing. (laughs) Can you do Little Mermaid? Like, don't
1: get pulled again. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Wait, now I'm trying to think of what part. See, the hard part is remembering this stuff.
5: Do that Uh, other part.
1: Oh, yeah. What what Steve
6: is saying. Uh, So I guess. All right. Yes, (laughs)
5: Oh. Yes, <laughs> see, I, I wouldn't recognize that straight from the drumming.
0: Um, how about YYZ? YYZ, oh man, Um like
5: it.
6: Hey, <laughs> like it. I got. Uh, how about wipeout? Give me a little wipeout. Uh, and we'll, a, yeah. <laughs>
4: wipeout! All
6: right, Preston. My my last request is this. Do you remember your high school band cadence? God, uh... I
5: nice. Take me down to the paradise city where the girls are singing and the girls are
6: pretty. Ooh, ooh, take me home, yeah, yeah. This paradise city where the girls are and the girls are pretty. me, take me home. Good.
5: <laughs> I got. You. I want to march around. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So
8: that's That's nice. Pretty
5: cool, man. Ants marching by Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Final request. Ants marching.
0: Hold on. Here
4: we go. <laughs> Bam.
5: Yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. We are saints. <laughs>
7: <laughs> All right, Hi, there you, you know. go. Right. That was fun. That was
1: Daddy's fun. done playing. I'm sorry, I forgot to turn the camera around on the uh, the zoom. No, no, we enjoyed looking at your plaques. At my, oh my plaques, thank you. <laughs> yes, on the wall. For those of you who uh, want to watch our YouTube channel streaming, we are we are doing all this stuff live in here. Okay. Anyway, um, wow. Oh man, it's almost nine o'clock. It's like ten of nine. Oh man, somebody came up with a good
5: one. Run to the hills. <sighs>
1: you want to go back over there?
5: Go do it. Yep. Go do it. Give, give, right, give it to Julie. Julie, don't camera, camera. All right, camera? camera. Oh, someone's wearing pajama bottoms. <laughs> all right, uh, here we go. Run to
6: the hills. Yes, this is for Julie. Julie
5: Jerkov? No, not Julie on the phone. Oh. Julie Jerkov is
3: uh I think Run of the Hills is just like a... Yeah, take me
5: home. Take me home. Um <laughs> Check in with Julie. Can you bring up Julie? Preston, oh. we're just going to check one second.
6: Yeah. Here we go. We got Julie on the line. Julie, was
5: that up to snuff for you?
4: Yeah, it wasn't
5: too bad. Thanks, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> she says, not too bad. All right. I thanks, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> how about
6: don't fear the reaper there, Preston? Uh,
5: All right. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for calling.
6: go. Right.
1: <laughs> That's some more cowbell song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about, uh, oh, you guys do recognize this one.
5: Yeah, I got to pull it the right.
1: Is it harm uncle? <laughs> Not harm uncle.
4: No. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for remembering.
5: Which is, what is that, Preston?
6: What is it? American uh, band. That, yes. Yeah. All right. Can you do In Bloom by Nirvana?
5: Take me down. <laughs> it's is, been fun. Uh, very cool. Very nice. Who plays the keyboard in the house? We're looking at your... Um... Nobody. Okay. Yeah, we just have it. You fold one. <laughs> uh, Preston,
8: people are asking, uh, can you describe, um, uh, what, what's the brand of the kit? Like, uh, if, if somebody wanted to buy it, what is, uh, what's it called?
1: Uh, it is a Roland. Um, On the river. Uh, TD50.
5: A Roland TD50. 50. TD 50. Okay. That
6: is correct, yes. All right. All right,
1: uh, very cool. Another one I was thinking of, um, uh, Queens of the Stone Age.
6: What's that song? Oh, no one knows. Yeah. Bam, 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 Take
5: me down to the Paris. the and girls free. I How about "Ironic" by Alan Alanis Morissette? <laughs> <laughs> ironic. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, no? all right, no. that's cool. We got him. Yeah. All right, I'm done. All right, Yay. we got to see you this time, which is yeah. nice. And uh, you might have sold a few Roland drum kits.
1: Maybe not. They're really expensive.
5: Are they? Yeah. But listen, you drum a lot. You're you're serious about it. I do. What about a beginner? Can you just use pots and pans? <laughs> That's what I did when I was a kid
6: yeah. So my, yeah. my buddy Mike uh, He's my oldest friend He's a, he's a drummer and uh, He would do that at like parties He would just you know like if you were having a house party He would just take out all the pots and pans And he would basically have a drum circle with pots and pans It was a lot really? of fun Yeah a lot of fun, lot nice. of fun. Yeah.
1: Uh, I didn't mean to turn that into the whole I was it? just going to fart around a little we bit were Listen, you I don't on.
6: claim to be a great drummer by the way yeah. Well, I'll claim it for you then Preston's a great drummer Nah,
1: uh, you guys, you, no, you're that. adorable. <laughs> I'm just a fun, uh, I'm a fun guy. You're That's wandering Troubadour am. with
5: the drum kit. <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah. it was, uh, it was, it was damn good, and people were having fun. There were
1: cool. a lot of, a uh, lot of requests. So nice. You know what I wasn't uh, asked to play? What was Baby Shark? Yes, Actually, Baby Shark hit a, hit a milestone of 10 billion views on YouTube <laughs> yesterday. It was
4: like a billion.
1: Yeah, Ten. not only. Is it the most viewed video on the platform, Uh, a record that was set actually in November, but uh, now it's the only video on the site to reach 10 billion views. That's insane. So, yeah, I mean, think about that. 10 billion views. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The kids' Song, mastermind by South Korean educational company Pinkfong, uh, performed by Korean-American singer Hope Sigone, uh, debuted in 2016, was a viral hit in Asia, but didn't uh, jam itself into Americans' collective consciousness until 2019. And since then, uh, it's been turned into a Nickelodeon TV show, a serial, uh, a live show, and a rallying cry for the Washington Nationals. I didn't know that. What about I Ted Lasso? I guess the World Series, they, uh, uh, they were singing the song. What's that, Kate Steve? Ted Lasso. Right? Yeah, and Ted Lasso yeah. as well. Jamie Tart. do yeah. do 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 uh, and it even made it on the Billboard Top 40 at one point. Wow.
8: It is funny. Too, I mean, like, and I've, I've mentioned this before, but, um, you know, my ex-wife would sing it to my son when he was a baby 15 years ago. And, and she knew it from camp when she was a kid. So it's a song that's been it, around. It's been around that a, long? a long, long time, yeah. But it it, it it took this YouTube video and this, you know, sort of the, um, the Korean uh, twist on it to make it this massive, massive hit that
5: it's become. Isn't it in its original version kind of? Deadly? Like, aren't the sharks attacking thing? I don't know. Yeah.
6: But I wonder, like, you know, so, um, Nick, to, you know, what you're saying, like, how about like a song like Little Bunny Foo Foo, like something that has Seriously. already existed. Yeah. All it takes is, you know. Somebody producing it the
8: right way and, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it becomes a hit. Yeah.
1: Because it's a Little song. Bunny Foo Foo hopping through the forest, scooping up hopping the up field the mice and bopping them on, on the head. The head.
6: Yeah. I, don't, I don't know this one. Oh. What What came after that? Uh, little bunny, pop him on the head. Take little, me down to the paradise city, uh, and then uh, and then something like <laughs> the mom momkin <comes laughs> says, "Little bunny, foo foo, I don't want to see see you, see you ah. deep enough to feel mice bopping them in the head." head. And, and then isn't there like a spoken big word big part? Yeah, and, yeah. And, lip- and
8: then all came the big
6: bunnies, and they said, "Little bunny, foo foo, hop in the forest. Yeah, I don't want to see <laughs> you. It's gonna I, like I, I've never Take heard. Take me it. down to the paradise city where the grass is green. The Ooh,
5: little bunny, foo foo."
6: And Take down came, to the, Atlantic good, City. Pay, down came the
8: good fairy. And she said, little bunny foo-foo, I don't want to see you scooping up the real mice smopping on the head. I'm, I'm a beautiful princess, and I'm here to grant your wishes. Yeah, that's that's part of it. I'll give you three chances. And if really? you don't behave, I'm going to turn you into a goon.
5: Wow. And a goon? Uh, yeah. like, go- like a hockey enforcer. Yeah, yeah. Enforcer. You, better, you better listen, or I'll turn you into a hockey enforcer. I'm going to turn you into <laughs> Riley <Goday. laughs>
1: yeah, Uh so, was was Bunny Foo-Foo supposed to be a rabbit? Uh, that's what I was in my, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. child's yeah. mind. Was an SS agent. Yeah. So, he was a rabbit that was killing mice.
6: Oh. Right? That's weird, because rabbits are not, you know, they're... They're not violent, by you, the way. They're benevolent. Yeah. You don't know all the rabbits. I don't. Yeah. No, you're right. I don't.
5: Huh. I, that's, that is, well, that's sort of the same tone <laughs> of the original baby shark thing was... The sharks were, I believe, were attacking humans or something, right?
8: Well, they were attacking each other and then eating each other up. But you know what's funny? Um, Little Bunny Foo Foo, it's the same tune as Itsy Bitsy Spider. Oh, it is. Itsy Bitsy
1: Spider. Oh, my God.
8: Ran up the water spout. I'm My entire life, yeah. I've never known that. Yeah, and it's like... Wait, um, is it? Yeah, it's the exact same tune, Kath. And it's All like right, um, Twinkle, Twinkle, it. Little Star. Mm, uh, and ABCs, An ABC song, yeah.
5: Well, Rachel, uh, Rachel's what? on the phone if you have a second. Rachel
1: says she can help us with Little Bunny Foo-Foo. Okay. okay. Rachel, like... good morning. Are you there? Good
4: Good morning. I'm here. You guys rock. Right.
1: Thank you. What's up, Rachel?
4: So, it's... The, Nick had it right. The Little Bunny Foo-Foo walking through the forest, scooping him the field mice, bopping him on the head. Along came a good fairy, and she said... Little Bunny Foo-Foo, I don't want to see you scooping up the field nice and bopping him on the head. She gives right. him three chances. And it goes through, and I'm going to give you two more chances, then I'm going to give you one more chance. Right. And then I'm going to turn you into a goon is the <laughs> goon. is a threat. Yes. Um, so if you don't stop, I'm going to turn you into a goon. So then the last time Little Bunny Foo-Foo bops him the, bops on the head, she comes, she said, I warned you. And she turns him into the goon. And the... Moral of the story is hair today, goon tomorrow. That's oh, I so about
8: the punchline.
5: The whole thing about the goon is kind of weird. It's like it's a random. It's like I'm going to turn you into a bouncer at a strip club. You yes. know, it's like. It's, <laughs> well,
1: it's very, I yeah, wonder. I wonder if goon has an earlier yes, perhaps definition. It does. Yeah,
4: I think the whole thing is just for the pun at the end. <laughs> it's
1: probably it. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I like look that, up... Rachel. Thank you. Goon. You're welcome definition here real quick and see what we come up with. See, little buddy (laughs) foo-foo. Goon, a stupid, foolish, or eccentric person. Okay, that's very Or a violent, aggressive person who is hired to intimidate or harm people. So I think maybe the the other one, the stupid, foolish, eccentric person is what we were going Like
5: in Bachelor Party, Milk was a goon. Uh Uh-huh.
6: Yeah. Goony, goony. Yeah,
5: for
1: the pimp.
6: okay. And then uh, Goody Goo uh, Goo, that? that was from Eddie Murphy Delirious, right? Probably. <laughs> Le- uh, his Aunt Bunny? So the Goody Goo Goo. The
1: Goody Goo the- Goo. That's right. <laughs>
6: That's right. The, the All right, it- so
1: hang on. It's Itsy Bitsy it's- it's- it's-
5: Spider. You're still wrapping so, your mind around yeah.
1: that. Itsy Bitsy Spider climbed up the water spout. All right. Little Night-aline. Bunny Koo I don't want to see you. So that, okay. And why you were saying.
2: Yeah, why don't we, let's split it up here. Yeah.
1: Okay, Kathy, yeah. what are you going to sing? Row, row, row your boat. <laughs> <laughs> so, row, row.
2: I'll do a TVC spider.
1: Okay. All right, I'll do Little Bunny Foo-Foo. I'll count you down, all right? The two people that are on a delay yeah. here. Are right. sing uh, ready? This here we go. go. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. 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 Little Bunny Foo-Foo it's hopping through the forest, out. bopping down up the field and mice, and bopping them on the head.
3: Out. I <laughs>
1: Wow! Oh man, so- <laughs> that was very pleasant to the ear. Was
5: it? Uh, <laughs> I think you nailed it.
1: Yeah. Now wait a minute. You were saying "Twinkle, twinkle, twinkle, little star" is ABCs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twinkle, twinkle, ABC. little song. ABCDEFG.
6: ABC. Yes, is green and the girls are pretty. <laughs> Take me
1: down to the paradise city. Stop it. City. Um, there are other ones like that. Like um, what was the one? Um, God Save the Queen. Yeah, and
8: My Country Tis of Thee. And My
1: Country Tis of Thee, yeah. yes. They're the exact same, same melody. Little, it's kind of an American of thumbing the of the nose <laughs> right. uh, to to the UK uh, or to England yeah. um, <laughs> by taking that melody and making it something Well, I else. sang it wrong then. Yeah.
6: My little country of the tis of thee. <laughs> <laughs> that's not it at all. And you guys ever notice that Eat It and Beat It are basically the same <laughs> song? Oh,
1: my God. No, yeah. that's a revelation. That's crazy. Wait a minute. Could you sing... Lyrics to one song with the melody of another and have no problem doing it. So,
6: yeah. Well my sister in law would do that with a Christmas carol and she always sang I, I think it was like, um, Hark the Herald Angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Well that's Peace. not that song on earth and mercy mild. What was that? That is right though. No. Is- Heart the, Heart the herald, herald angel sing Take me to the bear.
1: <laughs> la la. <laughs> oh
0: my god. <laughs> Baby shark. <laughs>
6: uh, hang on. Rudolph of the red nose had a reindeer. reindeer was a reindeer. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Uh, I like that. Rudolph Fred, news do 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 do. <laughs> Rudolph Red news. I can't do All
6: it. All right, we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up here.
1: Yeah. No, I wanna uh, keep
6: no, going no, on this. this museum of so great. This
5: outside right now wants to drive this right to the museum.
1: <sighs> Thank God right. Bill's not here. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Jeff Amit uh from the band Pearl Jam will be joining us uh at ten o'clock. So we got some other things coming up too. We'll be back in just a second. Stay with us.
4: Maybe cold outside, but MMR is cranking up the everything that rocks thermostat with a concert warm-up weekend, doing double
2: shots from MM artists rolling into take your face off, including yeah, MMR show with Evanescence, Hailstorm,
10: and MMRBQ artist Lilith Czar at BB&T Pavilion this Sunday. Okay. Dirty Honey and Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Tuesday night at the Fillmore. And Ghost with Volby, early February. So this weekend, get fired up for a year of great live shows with 93.3
9: WMMR.
1: All right, uh, Friday, better clean out the junk drawer. Better move on this or else we're going to lose it all. And so I will dig into my... I could actually go into my literal junk drawer yeah. upstairs. Wow! If, if, and make Bill so happy if you want to sell it. Rummage through that thing, but I'm not going to. I do have a drawer next to me here. Pull it out and just put the papers that you're going to read from in there, so that we're really selling it. I should do that. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to bring this up because um, I forgot when we were talking about uh, potholes and things like that. Uh, but I got an email from a guy named Jack. Uh, who had sent me the Dot website for pothole reporting. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And, and also, uh, there are selections for other issues like traffic, signs, and signals. And maybe yeah. it was while we were talking about your four-way stop, Casey. Right. Or your yeah. your, your, your right turn doesn't stop uh, thing. So I never really think to that, uh, of, of actually reaching out to Dot now whether they do anything or not. I don't know. Maybe mul- it has to be multiple people who reach out and eventually gets their attention. But that's there for you if you want to.
6: Yeah, I um, don't necessarily know how, how you know quick they are to respond, but I do know that our, our friend Steve Wilson from Wilson Secret Sauce, they have a couple of potholes that are out on Township Line Road uh, that he has filled himself. Oh, they, they, they were some
1: horrible road, uh, potholes. Well, yeah, this guy Jack says, uh, I once reported a 911 type of pothole emergency, and they were repairing it in less than two hours. Wow. And it took me four minutes to enter the issue online. So... Uh, if you go to the PennDOT website, PennDOT.gov, dot uh, gov, there's a I think you might have to do customer care dot dot gov. But if you. you search if you search pen dot customer care, you should be able to find it. So yes. does yeah. PennDOT have sway over street lights?
6: I would
5: uh, not traffic light, yeah. Well, but would lights. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah, I right?
6: don't know I because there was a there was a beehive that was in the yellow light of uh, over here on Belmont right, Avenue, right. and I didn't know who, who to tell about that right and like it was clear as day it was just it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and it never ever got taken
5: care of so the big issue around the city is there are a lot of street lights out. And, um, and yeah, not so, traffic lights, yeah, street, street lights. Yes. Hey,
6: press, yeah. Nick Murphy's here. I think he uh, has an authoritative uh, take on this. Okay. Yeah,
10: so, if you have uh, street light issues or, uh, you know, even like street issues on your in, in, in the city around your neighborhood, you can contact 311. 311. They what? have an app and you can submit a ticket and they'll take care of it. We had a street light out of my, uh, around my neighborhood and they took care of it, uh, you know, relatively quickly. The one thing wow.
5: is that they're saying is that, and maybe they're getting back up on it, but there's an article in the Inquirer about how many street lights are out and how much they're trying to play catch up. Yeah, or mustard. I but think yeah. a lot of it, too, they were trying to <laughs> change over the streetlights from those, like,
10: incandescent bulbs. Right, and right. LEDs
5: and LEDs Okay. All right. All right. All right. Oh, that's good. 3 one is the number to call. Thank you, Nick Murphy.
2: So I had to contact uh, my township about a tree that is not on our property, but it's, like, half dead. It's dropping. You need to call
5: tree one one Yeah.
2: <laughs> No, but, like, it, this is the first time I've ever had to do something like this. You know what I mean? Because it, it's on uh, my neighbor's property, and, uh, like I said, it, half of the tree is dead. It falls onto um, Jace's playset. It's put a hole in it. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It, it's a hazard. And I'll tell you, right now, with all the leaves off of it, it doesn't look so bad. But in the summertime, when the leaves start to grow, like, it looks like it could fall on my house.
5: Have you, okay. have you talked to your neighbor?
2: So Steve, they sold the house and the house is currently under renovation and they're reselling it to a new buyer. So I tried to contact I contacted the builder and said, "Hey, cuz he knocked down a bunch of trees in the yard and he left that one and it, like I said, it's half dead. Why would you leave that one and knock down other trees?" So I asked him if he could um, if he could knock that tree down because I don't want to start A relationship with a new neighbor at least twice a year every spring and fall we hack up that tree so that it doesn't um put any more holes in jace's play set and and ruin it so we had an agreement with the the owners there they didn't care what they you know go ahead do whatever you have to do but like now i'm going to start a relationship with a new neighbor by saying hey by the way i'm hacking up your tree
6: you should just do what my neighbor does and complain to the the person doing work on on the house and then that uh, and uh, well, I
2: did. I contacted the builder. I actually called yeah. him. I contacted him, and he said he'd pass the the message on to the person that currently owns the house before they sell it but i haven't heard back from them so i'm like you know what i'm gonna contact the township and see if they'll you know go out and do something and so we'll gosh
5: go. it'd be an awful shame if a fan of yours who owned a bulldozer
1: happened to head over there
5: <laughs> just rip it up out
1: of there you know because they felt like it um all right so anyhow thought that was interesting pen let me go back in here i got other things to get to So, Steve, I set this one aside for you. Archaeologists have unearthed a 4,000-year-old board game from the Bronze Age during a settlement evacuation. That was actually the last time I enjoyed playing board games. The board game was discovered by a team from the Polish Center of Mediterranean Archaeology. Uh, Teams have been studying the area since 2015, with one region in particular proving to be Rich in archaeological remains, evidence of the settlement are from as far back as 4,300 to 4,000 BC, and have been found.
5: Well, you know the the um, um, I mean, like in uh, for in Ten Commandments, what are they playing? Jackals and hounds. Jackals and hounds. Yeah. yeah. So these board games have existed for a long time. Would they say this is the earliest? Uh, no it's just they, they found a four thousand okay.
1: year old board game I thought it was interesting. Right. The archaeologists have made several findings recently, including evidence of large, unexplained towers up to twenty meters in diameter and proof of copper working. Wow, the most unexpected discovery, according to the university, was a game board made of stone complete with markings and cup holes. Uh, so they were pounding. They were drinking while they were uh, they had while they it. were playing games. They had wow. their version of a papa matic, which was uh, a
5: slave would stand in the middle, <laughs> a, a, you know, an Egyptian, you know, and the, you'd whip them, and then they'd flip the die over. But okay. uh, I think these games are um, they're fascinating, and, and you know, like some of these really old ones, like Jackals and Hounds. Uh, I, I had, <laughs> w- what is Jackals and Hounds? It, it seems like a basically like a stratego. I don't know the they're playing it in Ten Commandments, and I remember doing research on it, and then it did exist. Uh, but I don't know, you know exactly.
1: Yeah, I only did, know it from yeah. the movie. They're they're rolling uh, these sticks that have uh, sides on them, so they're they're like using dice. So oh, okay. I, I don't know what kind of because he goes, your jackals have my my jackals have your hounds at bay. Right, right, in right. The, in the line. So, All yeah. right, so
6: I because when I was in Williamsburg a few years ago, we were uh, historic. Yeah, 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 and we were at one of the the ports down there. And they had this game, and we ended up buying it. It was a game that came with, like, marbles, and it's what they played on the ship, uh, you know, as they were coming over here. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Did you ever, did you ever figure out how to play it and play yeah. games? Uh, yes. Yes. I, I can't remember exactly how to play it now. Why you'd have a game with marbles on a ship that's... <laughs> oh, well, they, they had, like, little indentations where the marbles would go, so okay. they were, you know... Okay. Kind but they like, weren't rolling... Like Chinese checkers? Bit. Yeah. It's just- a little bit like that, okay. but, but it wasn't well, Chinese
5: checkers. Gotcha. Um... Uh, I'm sorry, Preston. Just a, a side note here. Uh, Casey, what's the game uh, that you're playing It. my wife just started playing it? it Wordle. Is, it is the ra- all the
6: rage right yeah. now. Wordle. Have you heard of it, Preston?
1: Yeah, I read something about it the other day and I, I haven't looked it up myself. It's, a, it's an app, right? Yeah. yeah. Well,
6: so um, they have an app, but the... What, uh, what I discovered yesterday was that the app that I downloaded is is not the real one. The real one is actually a website. It's a UK website, and you only get one word every single day. So, but you can download an app where you just, can just keep playing over and over and, and over And the again. guy
5: created the game for his, his daughter, did he not? Oh,
6: I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that's how I the don't know story goes, but Preston, it.
5: it is taking the world by storm. Wordle.
6: It's how, great. How do you Preston. play it? All right, so what it is is it, it, there's a five-letter word. You don't know what the word is, and you have six opportunities to guess what the word is and so you and so at the very very top you just type in a five any five letter word let's just say grade g-r-a-d-e and so you type that word in you hit enter and if any of the letters uh in the word grade match the the word they'll light up right so if if a a letter lights up green that means is it's the right letter in the right place if the letter lights up yellow, it means that that letter is it's in, in the, the word, word, but
1: it's not in the right place. But
6: not yeah. in the right place, and then okay. if the the letter lights up gray, it means it's not in the word at all. And then you have six opportunities to figure out what I, the word is. I'm, I'm on a, a great streak. Is right it now. is it like
5: a roll, sort of a rolling progressive form of um, Hangman or Wheel of Fortune?
6: Yeah, a little bit like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. But um, I think your your real, uh, I think it's easy to get the word. By your sixth, What you really want to try and do is get it the first or second. Right, right, right. Like, I think the best I've ever done is the third try I've gotten it. First would be complete luck. Complete yeah. and total luck. It's kind of like a... That's zero skill. Zero skill, total luck. Yeah, but... Uh, you know, skill-wise, you go, okay, you know, it's it's like Wheel of Fortune, Steve, okay. where it's like RSTL, right, 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 and you're trying right, to get, yeah. you know.
1: But no, no clues.
6: No, Yeah, no zero no, clues. There's season.
1: no subject, nothing
6: like that. Mm. Nah. Uh, it's fun, and it's a good One time. a day yeah. is kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I like the app that I have, because I can just keep going for, you know, as a time killer. I, okay. haven't, I haven't played Words of Friends in two months. Well, I think this game has actually spurred on the popularity
5: of those apps, because there are a couple of competing apps that are kind of... Uh, doing this wordle thing, so yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. interesting. Okay. I might, uh, I might diddle around with that, <laughs> diddle up the wordle. Uh, so anyhow, they, they found a four thousand year old cool. game. All right, how about this? NASA may need more astronauts to meet its human spaceflight goals over the coming years, according to a new report from the agency's investigative office. What like do you guys say? They're looking for astronauts. Shall well, yeah, we funny, do it?
6: It's funny you should say that, because I have actually had, like, dreams of, of my son becoming an astronaut, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's something that, uh, you know. What about you? Uh, no, I got a bad back, you yeah. know. Ground control <laughs> to Casey, boy. <laughs> I think it would be something cool to be the parent of an astronaut, I, you know? Ma- Major Lauer.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, uh, a, Mr. Control, we have a problem. <laughs> My jam is stuck in the throttle. Jam. <laughs> Your jam is
7: jammed.
1: You got jammed. My jam is stuck in the throttle. <laughs> uh, currently, NASA only flies astronauts to the International Space Station, aboard SpaceX cruise Dragon capsules. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Russia, uh, Russia's Soyuz vehicles, but the agency's ambitious Artemis program, can't wait for that, okay. uh, to return humans to the moon, is set to change that with the program's first crewed crude mission, and not c r u e d No, you're about the prehistoric family. Crew, C-R-E-W-E-D, targeting 2024. That flight is meant to be the first stage in developing a long-term lunar exploration program that supports future human exploration of Mars. As a result... NASA is looking at sending more astronauts off Earth, perhaps more than the agency can expect to have available. So officials wrote, um, (laughs) after reaching its peak... At nearly 150 astronauts in 2000, the size of the core has diminished with the end of space shuttle missions in 2011 and now stands at about 44 astronauts. That's that it. is it. small. One of the smallest cadres of astronauts in the past 20 years. Um, uh, officials said as NASA enters a new era of human space flight, including returning to the moon and eventually landing humans on Mars, effective management of its astronaut core, uh, the people who fly its space missions, is critical to the agency's success. Now, while flying on missions to space is perhaps the highlight of a NASA astronaut's astronauts duties, NASA also assigns astronauts roles like capsule communicators who relay information from mission control to space, as well as training new astronauts and speaking with the public about NASA's work. So there's a lot of different jobs you can do as an astronaut.
5: So, so, uh, you know, you remember years ago, and it's depicted in countless, uh, you know, uh, The the Right Stuff and other movies and documentaries and loads of books written on it those early astronauts were a lot of them were, were, were fly boys and were, were um you know they were they they had this sort of a swagger to them and and they were celebrities i mean they were uh you know they were revered uh and so the, there was this this thing in Casey, i can see at any point if you were, if a child of yours ends up as an astronaut that would be pretty amazing it still hasn't it. it's changed you know as they started to bring in now now we've had you know when uh when uh you know uh uh michael strahan has gone up
6: in space right. it's not it doesn't have the same uh, you know glow but it is still it's an amazing yeah. thing i mean michael strahan was essentially he was a guy on a roller coaster right Basically. yeah he wasn't an astronaut yeah Yeah.
1: yeah. so in fact i yeah, saw william that william Shatner was an astronaut <laughs> yeah i saw that i think it was nasa i forgot who it was would would hand out wings yeah. to anyone who went into space And now that you can essentially buy a ride to space, they've stopped doing that. They're not going to hand those out. No. It was was considered a very, very exclusive club to be in, you know. Uh, By the way, the potential shortage of astronauts is even more uh, complicated because astronauts are not interchangeable, the report noted. NASA – Assigns individual astronauts to specific flights based on criteria ranging from flight experience to their training with the specific vehicle to how their specific expertise fits in with the rest of the crew. Do you think there's any any
5: viability to mobilizing some of our MM Army?
1: Yeah, uh, maybe there's some young bucks in there, yeah. Space Force, some uh, young uh, people that could get on board. Yeah. I
5: no, no. Yeah. Please adjust your microphone setting. It
6: sounds
3: No, this
6: is it. I think there's a helium lake in your I think there's a
3: gas lake. No. Everything's right.
6: <laughs> Levels are normal. He, he
1: would be the first one to land on Mars, and the first thing he does is his Rocky impression.
5: Now that I hear it, it doesn't sound so good.
1: The first aliens he meets comes over.
4: Hey, how are you? Right. Oh my god! Oh yeah!
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: All right. sky. uh all right we don't have time for too much more i right. sad one I, I want i want to mention this this is uh this is I, and i wasn't familiar with this young lady but a youtuber named adelia rose williams yeah. uh who was open with her fans about life with a rare genetic disease has died at Aww. the age of 15 she had hutchinson gilford progeria syndrome which is known as the benjamin button disease is an advanced aging disease
2: oh I, uh, so I know somebody who had that
1: yeah. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, and we we watched her. She was, um, yeah, my in-laws uh, neighbor, and um, yeah, we watched her over the years, and we watched oh. her her health decline, and she did eventually pass away. Yeah, it was it was really really sad. Apparently, I, I think her dad had it. Oh um, my god! And, yeah, and then she had some testing done in it, and it well, turned out she had it.
1: What's interesting, you say her dad had it because the average age the, the the life expectancy is thirteen years old. So what happens is is that if you're not familiar with the, the disease.
5: The, the, you'll see uh, they'll look they're, they're five six years old but they'll look like they're sixty
1: and and oh, they, yeah or even older or yeah. even
5: older and and they 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 um they wow. don't tend to grow I mean she she really this particular um, young woman l- looked like a doll
1: yeah uh, she received upwards of seven hundred fourteen thousand reactions one hundred thirty eight thousand comments and ninety three thousand shares her family said she's no longer in pain and now dancing away to all the music that she loves so she got on. Uh, social media with you know this very odd appearance about yeah. her and was very frank about her um, her issues and and uh, people that followed her just fell in love with her. She had like millions of, of YouTube followers and uh, just sad news, but she made it to 15, which is a couple of years past uh, life expectancy for people who have that. It's just heartbreaking oh, because so you
2: they, know what? Maybe, they, maybe this is something different. Sorry, I just it to probably to because, is. Yeah, that it's something. Uh, like that name, but it doesn't. They were adults.
5: Progeria, they would always okay. they refer to as the aging disease, and that's mm-hmm. and the Benjamin Button disease. So, so um, yeah, it, it,
1: you, it's it's very rare, from what I
5: understand, Preston. Yes,
1: one only about four hundred children worldwide are currently living with the disease. So it's you know upon the billions of people on the on the planet, only four hundred. So it's sad. It's just it breaks my heart because. You know, all her life, all she knew was, was discomfort yeah. and and, and, a, and a difficult existence but and, kept and, the, and a short life. Kept a positive attitude. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's what made, people responded to on YouTube. Made the most of it. So yeah. it was sad news, but I wanted to make sure that we were aware, if, if you weren't, of this person uh, who lived and, and touched so many people. All right, we'll, we'll end on a, a nicer. Yeah! Uh, something that's a little bit better. I have loads of things in here. Um, might have time for two because these are pretty short. So... Uh, if your dog follows you into the bathroom,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: you should know it's not unique behavior. Uh, my One of our dogs does. Uh, Rook, every time. Go in the bathroom. Yeah. Even if it's just to if, if to, to, to pee real quick. Yeah. But I'm, if I'm definitely sitting down, I hear a little scratch on the door. Uh-huh. He's got to come in and just lays down and stays in the room with yeah, me. Yeah. So the main reason is according to a Certified Dog behavioralist. Uh, for SeniorTailWagger.com, Dr <laughs> Christina Coppola says that the dog follows you into the bathroom because they simply like to be where you are
6: <laughs> yeah right. what was that dude yep. press my my uh, bathroom uh, the master bath doesn 't have it, it, it's a it uh, 's a double door that swings open so you can't you can 't lock it and so i 'll be in there and the dog Reggie especially <laughs> he like kicks the door open he 's like boom hey what 's going on and I'm so now and yeah. like and I'm sitting on the toilet and I can't shut the door so now the right. door is wide open. Oh, the, so you yeah. you live
5: in a house with other people. I I just have one. I have my 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 wife. And so uh the, the our cats do that too. It's this this would hold true <laughs> for cats. Oh, and absolutely. In the morning when I am shaving or brushing my teeth, my arms are reached over two cats. Uh there's and they they all just have to come in and hang. Uh but the Hubert like Kicks the door open like he's it's a raid. Yeah, and and so I'm I'm there and I just yells at my wife. I'm not an exhibitionist. <laughs> yeah. Hubert just opened the door.
1: By the way, speaking of cats, Steve, I saw a uh, a viral video the other day that is one of the best I've seen. I just laughed my ass off. It's a mailman trying to put mail oh, through yeah. the slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah. The cat shreds it right. <laughs> the cat it. Just, yeah, his his arm keeps coming yeah, yeah. out, and the guy the guy's going. How am I supposed to get the mail in here? Yeah. And the cat is, he's like grabbing the mail yeah, yeah. and yanking it in. And just and tearing it, it and shredding it. Oh, it is a scream. It is just so damn funny. funny. And you, you feel for the mailman because he's going to get yeah. scratched from this cat. Sure. He's got to do his job and leave the mail. But he's laughing the whole time. Uh, it's great. But the, the doctor says that uh, the, the dogs are... Um, it says, Obligate social animals, which means socialization is a genuinely natural behavior for them, and this is part of what makes them such fantastically loyal companions uh, because they just like your company. They just want to be around you, and so therefore, even when you go into another room, the bathroom specifically, they want to come in there and hang out. Dude,
5: I'll them. follow my dog out to the back. I just like to stand there and watch. Yeah, you Watch know. him
1: take a dog. Yeah.
2: It's funny. That's what yeah. they're thinking. You're yeah,
5: Actually, me. no, right. there, we did talk about this when when you are walking your dog, and your dog looks at you, uh, that is the dog looking for visual cues. Yeah. So it, because if if there is an attacking, it goes back to their you know to their their long past. If there was an an attacker or potential uh, another animal, they would look to you to react to that. So that's why they keep
1: eye contact with you. While so it's essentially. It Hey, I'm going to take a dump here. Will you keep an eye out for me? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have my six? Yeah. Yeah, you got my six. six. (laughs) (laughs)
3: All
1: right. Uh, Anyhow, uh, thank you for allowing me to clean a few things out of the junk drawer. That's all we're going to have time for at this moment. Uh, We have a guest who's standing by, so we're going to try to do our best to stay on track if we can. Jeff Ament from Pearl Jam will be joining us right at about 10 o'clock. So let's take a break, come back in a second, and we'll share some bizarre file stories with you when we return
2: want to see something scary like a demonic dave growl see the brand new trailer for the foo fighters horror film studio 666 on our website it's under rock news on wmr.com
1: without further ado it's enough of all that adoing. doing yes. let's do the bizarre file here we go bizarre w- Presents Pristin and Steve's Bizarre. Brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Big games, big parties. It isn't just about football, it's an experience. So don't settle for an average catering tray. Make it a Primo. You can order in advance and online at PrimoHoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie, it's a Primo. Uh, we'll start with this a woman who caught her husband having a shot, drinking a shot, was stunned when she realized what he was drinking from. Amanda Skirius took to TikTok to share the sneaky video that she recorded of her husband enjoying a shot of what appeared to be whiskey in their kitchen. But it wasn't what he was drinking that had piqued their interest. Rather, what he was drinking from, she said in the video, across the top, she wrote, that's not a shot glass, and upon closer inspection, it appeared to be her husband was, in fact, drinking his whiskey from her menstrual cup. Oh, God. <laughs> So, the comments were, of course, plentiful, and people were wondering if it was a used one or not, and she did not indicate in the video... I didn't know people still used menstrual. We talked Kathy? about
5: this a while ago on air. Kathy, is, is that a common thing?
2: Yeah, I know a bunch of people that still use them. I mean, I think there's like easier ways now. But um, yeah, like people who, who don't want to have some of the other things done. Um, okay. I, I specifically have one friend who still uses it. And she says she just gets in the shower to take it out when it's time. And so yeah, can
5: you get it. like a menstrual Yeti
1: if you have I don't know. <laughs> if you want I don't it to know. stay hot? Keep it warm or cool. You know, depending on what you want. So. I, would think,
2: I, I mean, I guess you can't feel them, but that's what I would think is that you'd be able to, like, feel yeah, it. Like I, I
5: would, like, would I think you're would be right. Yeah. Because yeah. when yeah. i you know, with my butt, I can definitely,
1: Yeah.
2: you yeah. know, that mag light. I, I, feel. I
1: feel that mag light all the time. Yeah. A man has been arrested after a shooting last month that authorities say was sparked by a dispute over missing gold teeth. Rashawn Deontay Thurman is charged with first and second degree assault. Prosecutors allege that he pulled the trigger uh, that left one person, a 50-year-old man, seriously injured. Ooh. But Thurman told investigators the man uh, that he shot was upset about a missing gold grill and had blocked Thurman from trying to leave the apartment. Thurman told the victim that he was armed and not to come any closer. Where's my jam? Fi- only fired shots. <laughs> ...when the victim came toward him. So they were literally arguing over those stupid gold teeth, and it led to a shooting. Which, which uniformly look horrible. I, I think so. Yeah. An Omaha woman called police for help controlling one of her cats after she threatened it with a timeout for fighting. <laughs> police were called to an apartment. She tried to London. implement a timeout on a cat? Yep. A 52-year-old woman told officers that her two cats had been fighting... She said she wanted the more aggressive kitty that she would She told the more aggressive kitty and warned him that she was going to put him in his room for a timeout. Uh, the cat became enraged when she said that. She told officers he began to attack her. What'd you say, one, bitch? The woman said she finally was able to corral the fierce feline and lock it in a bedroom. Wait, wait
5: uh, a second. Kathy, when you had your cat attack you, were you
1: trying to put it in timeout?
2: No, it, no. It, I, I, it just there was a loud noise. Oh, okay, that's right, all right.
1: Uh, The woman was taken to the Nebraska Medical Center for treatment of multiple superficial claw marks. Uh, The cat was taken in custody by officers from the Nebraska Humane Society. No word on whether uh, the cat will face any charges in this (laughs) incident or not. The driver of a Chevy Camaro convertible has been lucky to survive a terrifying crash with a uh, Chevette in Brazil. Security cameras from a nearby pizzeria captured the accident on camera and revealed just how close the Camaro driver was to being killed. So the footage shows the Chevette. Uh, failing to stop at a T-intersection. On the other side of that intersection is a lower level. There's, a, there's a, a road below that, so the driver plows through the raised section of the road, then he goes flying, slams into the Camaro that was traveling on the road below. The wheels of the Chevette hit the, the convertible top of the Camaro before the entire weight of the Chevette briefly bounces onto the cabin of the Camaro, and it's understood that the force of the impact knocked the driver out. Wow. Uh, the, of the Camaro, wow. which explains why the car suddenly accelerates down the road. This guy is so lucky he didn't get his head knocked off. While well, the video cuts off shortly after the Camaro begins to pick up speed. It's reported the car slammed into five other vehicles on the road before finally coming to a stop. Driver, the Camaro, is said to have been seriously injured in the crash, but did survive. I don't know.
5: I didn't know Chevette's were still around. No, I, mean,
1: well, I guess so. In yeah. Brazil, maybe yeah. they hang on to him. I don't know. All right. And then we'll do one more uh, story, and then we will wrap it up. Let's go with this one. A man was in a tight situation. He got stuck in a chimney of a home that he doesn't live in. <laughs> Firefighters were called to remove the man from a chimney early Saturday morning. Approximately two dozen firefighters were called to the home around 6 a.m. when the unauthorized man had wedged himself in the chimney. Nobody knows why this guy was in the chimney. Okay. He was in there. And crews had to methodically, brick by brick, remove the wall and bricks from around the chimney in order to get the man out. Kind of makes you Uh,
5: appreciate Santa, doesn't
1: it? He was taken to a trauma center with non-life-threatening injuries. Yeah, they had to pry him out of there. All right, keeping it kind of short. Yeah? Because, yes, I want to be able to break and come back with Jeff Amon. Can we do that, Case? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, so we will come back in a moment. Pearl Jams, Jeff Amon will be joining us when we return. We'll also get trash, music, news, news, and that stuff, lesson question. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment.
7: If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com.
9: Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash. Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com.
7: Now back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast.
1: We got stuff to do. Before the end of today's program, word of the week prize. Uh, we are going to give away that Boba Fett toy spectacular. Like it comes It with is. 65 inch LED smart TV, but you also get the Boba Fett Starship diecast vehicle, the Boba Fett talking action figure, And the Boba Fett voice-changing mask. Hello. You had me at voice-changing mask. That'll do it. All right. Um, So that stuff's coming up down the road. Uh, But in the meantime... We have a guest who we are delighted to speak to this morning, and uh, he and his band have done amazing things throughout the years. Uh, especially been such a massive impression on one Mr. Nick McElwain <laughs> right here in our very own studio. Uh, but he also does amazing work outside of music, and that's one of the things we're going to talk to him about. Please welcome from the Van Pearl Jam, Mr. Jeff Amen to the program. Hey, What's Jeff, down, how you
10: doing, man? Uh, it's going pretty good. It's still still a little early in the west
1: coast, but, uh, but I got it. Hey silly. thank you so much for getting up early. Listen, I want to get this out of the way because I want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Amen, Ament, amen.
10: what do you prefer? it's it's it's, aim, it's aim it. um, amen. okay. Which, uh, I think there's been some confusion over the years. I think uh, my name has been pronounced many different ways from the stage and I think that's been a thing. There you go.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like uh it's like Carmine apiece, you know the drummer. Uh, the people
10: right, can't get his right. name right that for whatever reason. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, listen, um Jeff, we had a conversation a week or two ago, I had found an article that was talking about skateboarding, and I yep. just brought it up as kind of a, a quick hey, you know, take a listen to this. And it turned out to a lengthy conversation with people calling in, and the gist of it was um, that um, there was a guy that was recommending um, that people in their you know mid middle age range, uh, you know, forties and fifties and so on, uh, to combat uh, things like depression and loneliness try skateboarding we got so many phone calls from people who were almost choked up in telling us what this activity means to them and does that come to any surprise to you
10: no uh, no it doesn't um, i you know i think i've been asking myself for the last 20 years like why am i still doing this <laughs> because i'm no. almost i'm approaching 60 um but there is like a there is a joy and a focus and a freedom that you feel when you're on your skateboard, and it's a little bit dangerous, so that that that, that adds a little something to it too. But um, and, and there's there's a there's a camaraderie of the people that I've met like all over the world that that do it. It's it feels like it's a it feels like it's kind of a small group. Um, and a, a lot of the people my age that still skateboard uh, grew up with punk rock and and kind of all the things that sort of got me out of where I am. At this point in my life, and um so there's a lot to talk about you know there's a you know you talk to somebody from the Netherlands uh you know who's fifty something skateboarding and he was listening to the same music that I was listening to in Big Sandy, Montana, which is kind of a cool thing. So.
5: Well, yeah, everything everything you're mentioning was echoed, as Preston said, by by the callers who were, were, were revealing some had gone through some issues, you know, recently or whatever. Got back to it. There was one guy who picked it up. He was in his fifties, never skateboarded before, wow. but wow. but loved it. And I think there is that. There's there for some, it's nostalgia. For, for others. Uh, and a lot of people mentioned the, the just the the joy of kind of gliding of of moving along that way of that uh, that sense of freedom. Whatever it was, and whatever it continues to be, it speaks to people. Obviously, what you do, you're uh, very much involved in in making the skateboard parks accessible to to kids. Because obviously, uh, as you hear this and see this that foundation with these older gentlemen was and, and, and women was set you know many years ago and here you have a whole bunch of new people who are embracing it so when did this when did this become a mission statement for you to to get out there and to make this a more accessible thing for kids
10: well it, it it's it's it started uh probably 25 years ago at the skate park in seattle and um as time has gone on, it's just sort of built and built and built and it's, it's been real natural. It hasn't, you know, I, it really wasn't a point until maybe three or four years ago where I was like, okay, like, let's, let's have some goals and let's, um let's start talking to some people and let's get some, let's get some more things done. Let's get more people involved. Let's try to raise some money and different, different things. Um And I think, you know, it's like anything that you get involved with, like the more you get involved with it, Uh, the more people that you meet, the more excited you get about it. And it just sort of, um, it's just sort of built into this really cool um, collective uh, in my home state. And it's put me back in touch with people that I grew up with. And it's uh, connected me with all these small towns in a very large state. And it's gotten me just sort of around the state a little bit more. And it's, uh, it's, and, and, and I don't, and my wife and I don't have kids, so it's, it's been a really great way to be connected to young people and find out what, what's going on, you know, what's TikTok and all that. Stuff, you know, <laughs> right.
1: All that well, for those so, who may not be familiar with, with what you've done, Jeff has, has created and paid for uh, 27 uh, high-end skate parks. And the number may be different than that, but that's the latest that I've seen in Montana and, and some in South Dakota and and so on uh, through a foundation that you've set up. And I love the fact that you are putting these... Montana is such a beautiful state. It's gorgeous. It's big sky country, and it's big sky because there's not a lot of stuff in areas. It's a, it's a lot of frontier, and so therefore um, the skate park is like a... Um, it, it, it's a uh, more of a metropolis type thing. It's what you, what you find in populated areas. They're going to be more common. So you've reached out uh, to these smaller communities and built what might be considered a, a bit of a luxury item uh, for people. So that's really got to open up the doors uh, for some people was that uh is that part of what's important about this getting it out to those further communities
10: yeah i think i mean i grew up i grew up in big sandy which is super super isolated like we were we were you know 35 miles from a town of 10,000 and we were 85 miles from a town of 50,000 so we were we were sort of out in the middle of uh and it's beautiful there. There's like the Bear Paw Mountains and the Missouri River where Luce and Clark hung out. And there's, a, you know, amazing history in that area. Um, but, um, I think it was, you know, this has been a way to sort of connect, uh, these young kids in these isolated areas with, you know, like some, a world class skate park. Um, it, it sort of connects them with the rest of the world. I mean, they, they, these kids all have phones and all have access to what's going on in the rest of the world. And I think in some ways, that can make you lonelier. Um, you know, I think I I was sort of, I was, I felt that way as a kid and that was from getting like, you know, a couple of magazines a month. So if you're getting reminded every day on your phone that, you know, the Kim Kardashian and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Yeah. you know, whatever, you know, you know, whatever, just like wealth and people that have, you know, everything and are handsome and beautiful and, (laughs) and, um, and this this is just a way to bring like I, I know all these guys I, I know the guys in Grindline and Dreamland these guys that build these skate parks and I've been working with Evergreen the last ten years and so we're building as good of a skate park as you'd see in New York City we're building those parks in Montana and so or in Philadelphia for that matter you know
5: it's it's um, so. it's amazing because I remember clearly when um, you know this is you know when when the, the skateboarding stuff kicked in again you know we were um, our show was, you know, uh, uh, on an alternative uh, rock station uh, and, um, you know, and it was just the beginning of, uh, um, you know, s- seeing the signs of a catch on and then you saw the jackass folks and you saw, you yeah, know, Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk and X Games, and X all, that, games yeah. all that started to kick in. And and again, it just, I, I think it, as you're as you saying, Jeff, it immediately resonated with all sorts of people who might in their own way feel isolated and this community Kicked up, and it's obviously has, has, has stood the test of time. Uh, but also, there's so many things when we're talking to the, the callers who are calling, and they were mentioning about the the, the lessons that it teaches you about. Uh, it's it, it's not it can't get any more obvious that when you fall down, you need to get back up, and uh, all yeah. of these things help inform a way someone can approach life.
10: Yeah, yeah, that 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 to me is the biggest lesson. Like if you, I mean, you you have to fall over and over and over and over again. To learn a trick and and so um you know it's, ama- it's amazing to watch these kids take a ride like some of these communities when we, <clears throat> we bring skateboards in and they you see them take their first rides and you can tell by the kid that falls and laughs and gets back up and goes to the top and does it again you can tell that that's the kid who in a year or two you're going to come back and he's going to be tearing the place up yeah and um that's that's been the amazing thing like there's a few parks that you know a a park we built in browning on the Blackfeet reservation uh seven years ago there's there's a crew of kids there there's there's this core crew of kids there's seven or eight guys and they are the tightest coolest crew that i've I've, I've ever witnessed it's like you know it's how you wished you grew up and you had like these seven guys that had your back and and they talk about heavy stuff and they they're so grown up and so functional um as a as a as a crew and um i you know it's i'm just proud of those kids that they sort of found each other through skateboarding and and you know the lessons they learned through you know falling and getting up and talking to each other and hanging out so
1: Speaking of, uh, of falling and and getting up, and uh, you said you're getting close to sixty. Uh, you have a European tour uh, with Pearl Jam. Will you taper off your skateboarding a couple of months <laughs> before that to make sure that no unfortunate
10: accident happens? You know, the key is the key to all this stuff at this point in my life is that you got to keep doing it, but you just learn to like. You know, if you're feeling great, you can step it up and. Skate harder and do a few tricks, and if you're not feeling great, or if you have a tour coming up, then you can just sort of dial the back and cruise. And um, and I I wear some pads and helmet and all that risk guard. Um, so, right. I mean, I hope we go to Europe. I mean, what the hell is going on with this virus? I mean, I, I you know
1: right yeah. You don't know what's going to happen between now and then. Uh speaking of yeah. the band, Ed, do do any of them have they skated or are they uh I know that, you know, Ed the surfs is part of his uh his life. Um anybody else into skating sports?
10: You know, I think all those guys skated at one time or another. Um huh. and Mike still skates a little bit um, cuz mm-hmm. he's he's got a couple kids that love to skateboard, so I, I set him up with a board. Um So yeah, you know, they you know, they they understand it they, and I, you know, at this point, like no, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna tell each other that they can't do something. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. <laughs> why waste why um, the effort, um, Jeff? If right. if communities are, are interested in getting assistance from uh, you and your foundation, uh, what are the steps they need to take? Um, and you know, because you can only do so much. But uh, w- what can people do to reach out and maybe try to get something in their community?
10: uh well there, we have a website um dot com um you can reach us through there um and if and if people are super excited about it they can donate there too um but we the ne- we actually have the next two years kind of wrapped up we have uh i think five or six parks uh happening this year and then uh four parks penciled in for twenty three so um it's pretty exciting you know it's like i said it's re- it's really just turned into this you know I mean, it's like a, you know, like a part-time job for me almost.
1: <laughs> wow, that's cool. How how many years is has this been active?
10: Uh, it's been really active for about ten years. Um, we we when we built a, a park in Big Sandy, well, we built a park in Missoula about fifteen years ago. But when we built a park in my hometown ten years ago, it started to pick up after that. So
8: cool. Uh, so uh, Jeff Preston mentioned the European tour, and uh, it's still kind of weird times. Nobody quite knows how to plan to to. Uh, terribly far in advance, but you guys had in 2020 on the slate a North American tour. I was uh, planning yeah. on coming to see you in Phoenix, and then that got blew up. So, um, are there plans afoot for possibly a North American tour, uh, especially in a town like I don't know Philadelphia for this fall?
10: <laughs> right. We I mean we have all sorts of stuff penciled in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean we 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 sort of talk about this stuff every two or three weeks, and and Ed Ed's got a tour. He's going to go out on here in a couple of weeks so he's going to be the guinea pig for it (laughs) (laughs) he's going to see how he's going to see how it goes and you know how the testing goes and all that stuff so um uh we did the four shows you know this last just a few months ago and that i mean it was so much fun and it was so great just to be with the guys and the crew and see some fans and and so you know we're you know, I, I've never been like like I love playing, but I've never I haven't been the the guy in the band who's just like wanting to go tour for the whole year. And I, I I can't wait. Like I'm I'm really I'm really ready to get out. And, I mean, I haven't been to the East Coast in two years, which is you know I'm and <laughs> right now. Come and get it, so, man. It's yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm ready. Right Jeff, with, with your band, with, with with your extensive catalog and the way you guys uh, tour, I mean, sometimes it'll just, you know, be a handful of days here and there and so on. And Ed, from what I understand, just kind of puts together a playlist and says, you know, kind of here, here's what here's what I'm feeling. Here's what we're going to play. Are you kind of a plug-in-and-go kind of band? Like you've worked uh, so long together that really a full-on rehearsal isn't even that necessary. You just plug it in. Here we go. I think we could kind of do
10: that now. Um before these uh, four shows last fall um we did a we did we we rehearsed for about 10 days and mostly it was rehearsing the new songs um just because there's a lot of keyboards and background vocals impression just weird weird you know stuff that um we kind of haven't had so um and we hadn't played in you know three four years or something like that so um i think now we could probably you know, have two or three rehearsals and kind of get out there and knock it out. And then once once we get out there, you you, you just keep digging into the back catalog, and yes. you know people will bring up song titles, and you work on it in the hotel room, and then you get a you get backstage and you get to play it once or twice, and then
6: yeah. Well, that's what I, I like you about your. Yeah, that's what I like about your band. Um, you know, and I think Rolling Stone did a cool article on you guys a few years back, just sort of likening you guys and your following to the Grateful Dead, in the sense that you know, when you, when you do you know a show. The general fan there is is just as excited to hear the the radio hit as they are to hear like a deep uh, track off of uh, an album that, you know, most people don't know. And, and so your, your following uh, is really, really dialed into, uh, you know, your entire catalog.
10: Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's one of the beautiful things about, you know, still being in the band at this point, 30 years on is that we do have this crazy back catalog and it kind of keeps us on our toes. And pretty much anywhere we go, there's there's signs up for, you know, we, you know, just really, really deep cuts, like you know, the cuts <laughs> that we've played like three times or whatever. And so, um, I you know, I, I love that part of it. I, I, you know, I I don't think I could be in a band at this point where you're just playing the. The twenty hits every night, over and over and
1: over again. But with that, with that yeah, rabid yeah. fan base about the the brand new stuff, do you still have you know bathroom song? You know, <laughs> <laughs>
10: right, right, right.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious too because it seems like you're you know uh, sometimes you know, bands will play a brand new song and then you'll see a quarter of the audience <laughs> leave because they're not interested in the brand new stuff. But it seems like your group, well, they just don't go to the bathroom; they just <laughs> stand there and soil
10: themselves.
4: Right.
10: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's probably some people that, you know, I think sometimes the new songs take a few years, you know, like, um, to sort of rise to the top, you know, we, we don't even know at this point, like what songs off to the last record, you know, will be ones that we play, you know, more right. often than not, so.
8: Yeah, I, I know you guys were excited to play stuff off of uh, uh, Gigaton on the last tour, and then it, it, that had to get shelved. Um, but I also wanted to ask you while we have you on the phone, and, and I wanted to pass on uh, greetings from uh, your buddy Matt Cord. Your thoughts on nice. um, <laughs> your thoughts on uh, the Sixers, and in particular the Ben Simmons situation.
10: Man, like they just got a they just got a deal, Ben Simmons. Like, what's what's Daryl doing? Like, you know, <laughs> nobody wants him. Like, <laughs> not for the – not for the
6: It's just a you know. Cj mess.
10: McCollum, what's that? I, to, I said Cj McCollum would be a great fit. I, it, I mean, I I've heard I heard a bunch of names like that. Seemed like they would be it'd be good trades. Um, and they're and they're doing pretty well without him. So that that part of it's um, they got to be excited about that. I mean. Well, yeah, is a
6: beast. he is a beast and, and his he's had just an amazing run of a, you know, the last like eight, nine, ten games or whatever. But it's frustrating because, you know, as a fan, as an outsider sort of looking in, you're like, well, this is what the guy's worth. Right. And then the other owners and GMs are going, no, he's not, you know, he's not <laughs> he's not where, you know, and so it's just this 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 back and forth, you know, as a. As an outsider, it's like this. This is uh, this is an easy deal, is it not? I mean, look at this, this is a you know six ten, six eleven guy who can handle the ball like a point guard and you know dishes it out. But it's you know it's, uh, I guess there's a lot more to it than what you know. Is, I'm, is I'm it, privy to.
5: Is there something to be said for having a, a player on your team who can actually sign autographs during the game?
10: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's. he's, he's he's a fra- he's clearly a fragile dude so yeah um, i think that's the part that people are probably a little leery about but
6: yeah and you know what listen we, there there's that aspect of it that we just don't understand as you know as everyday people you don't and we had uh, chris long on our show a couple of days ago and you know he played in the nfl for a number of years and he just talked about yeah. the the the, the, um, the immense pressure that these athletes feel and and we'll never understand that right we don't play in front of yeah. you know and and let me ask you about that uh, as a as a musician, you know, who, and you've been doing this for a long, long time. Do you still get butterflies when you walk onto the stage um, in front of whether it be, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000
9: people?
10: Sure. I mean, uh, you know, especially when you're playing stuff for the first time and. You know, if you have a featured part or if you're, you know, you know, you're the, if you're the glue of the of the song and then your performance, like, you know, the, the success of the performance hinges on what you're doing. Like, that's for sure. And, and I always say, like, yeah, it doesn't seem like much with bass, but when you miss a note playing bass, the whole crowd knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Guitars can get up there and sort of scratch around and miss some notes and nobody notices. But it's like. You, you really can't, like, if you're the singer, and if you're playing bass, and if you're the drummer, like, yeah. if you're just hacking up there, like, um, but yeah, I, you know, I think it's different in the pros, pro sports, because those those guys are, like, 20 years old, you know, like, they're, you know. Young? Yeah, super young, yeah. so. Yeah, uh,
6: listen, I'm coaching, I, I coach basketball, I coach my son's team, a bunch of 14-year-old kids. They're not playing in front of 20,000 people, but, you, you'll you see them uh, pass on an open shot because, and I tell them, like, dude, just take the shot. Take the shot. You know, right. Michael Jordan said it himself, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, right? So, like, just take it, okay. and, and let's not worry about whether it goes in or not. Just just take an open shot, and I don't ever want to see you guys pass an open shot again. But, uh, you know, and and so that's a 14-year-old kid, you know, Ben Simmons and all these guys. They're, they're six years old. <laughs> they're, well, they're six-year-old, but, yeah. but they're still, you know, yeah it's a fragile mind.
10: I think it's just reminding yourself too that you're playing. You know, they call it playing music, they call it playing sports. Like yeah. you have to play. Yeah. And yeah. I think and and don't put you know, it's like you know, you're you're not performing heart surgery here. You know, nobody's Hopefully nobody's going to die. Yeah they, ne- yeah, they never
5: say, do you want to like play heart know. surgery? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. supposed to be fun, you know. Right. Right. It's, it's supposed to be right. fun
8: for you guys. It's supposed to be fun for the audience. I didn't get to see yeah. any of the uh, the four shows last year, Jeff, the the uh, festival shows. Um, and so I didn't get a chance to see you guys play with, with Josh yet, Josh Klinghoffer. Uh, what has yeah. that been like? And, and um, you know, he's a, he's a new member of the band, uh, but he's played with Ed in the past. So what was it like for you having essentially a new member of Pearl Jam?
10: Yeah I I just I've loved Josh forever like um uh the handful of times that I've seen him with Chili Peppers over the years like we would have these I think we sort of enjoy the same kind of weird um eclectic music like he's he's way into like the the no wave scene in New York and a lot of weird jazz and ambient music and so we have these great conversations about that stuff I I just I just love him he, he sort of brought a uh, um A super cool energy to what we're doing and and we really love his, his plural one records that we you know initially we were just excited to have um him out playing with us um and then when we started hanging out um he was like hey i could i could sing that part or i could do this and he's a you know crazy good musician can you know play keyboards drums whatever so um it's it's just been fun. it's just been fun to have a it's like a new infusion of energy into the band and uh, and he's 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 easy you know easy to go along with so
1: he's so he's going to be with uh, with Ed uh, uh, when he does his uh, solo shows coming up yeah. uh, Chad Smith on on that tour as well we just played um, the new track brother of the cloud like um, forty five minutes ago or so have you spent any time with uh, with Ed's new album.
10: I, I just got the whole record yesterday, so okay. I just heard "Brother the Cloud." Uh, I heard it once yesterday, um, which is kind of a kind of a heavy number, from what I could gather. I didn't I didn't uh, look at the lyrics, but um, yeah. <laughs> I mean Ed will Ed will's you know. Whenever I hear you know first lyrics from Ed, it's it's all, there, it, a lot of times there's always a couple lines that hit me pretty deep, mm-hmm. and that that was definitely one of them. So Did I mean,
8: they uh, they sent you the record. I can't
10: wait to see his band.
8: Did they send you the record or did you have to go out to uh, (laughs) buy it?
10: I got a disc. I
5: got a 10% off. Okay. Ah, yeah. so you're, you're in the band. You get 10% off. It <laughs> pays to know people like
10: that. I, I,
1: I love that you that you dove right into, lyrically, what was being said, because I can listen to a song for years uh-huh. and not tell you what the song is about. <laughs> um, right. it, but is that because, you know, Ed is the wordsmith, and, and you'll gravitate towards that because it's mainly him that you're uh, paying attention to, or is that... What, the way you are with music when when you'll uh take it in usually the first time you'll you'll pay attention to the whole thing musically lyrically the whole message
10: well I think as a kid you know I when I bought records I mean you know and it was one of those things where you bought a record once a month you know yeah. um, but but it was like you opened the package up and the first time that you listened to it you you read along the lyrics and I and I think I think to this day that's sort of how I prefer to listen to music for the first time, if I can actually just like put my headphones on and just sort of read the lyrics as the song's going by. um, um, And, and, you know, if, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a band with like one of the great, you know, singers, lyricists, you know, of our time. So racist. I'm always curious, like where, you know, cause he's, he's always kind of shifting, you know, he's shifting his style and, and I'm always curious on, you know, where he's headed. So um, I, you know, I, I don't have the lyrics for. I need to get the lyrics to the new record. All right, I,
6: okay, yeah. Uh, let me ask you, um, as a as a musician, uh, what are and by the way, I love uh, the Cameron Crowe documentary uh, Twenty Five. It was just awesome, and I, I don't you know know what your thoughts are on that. But what are your what are your thoughts and feelings on musical documentaries in general? And is there anyone to, uh, that that sticks out to you?
10: i love i love all that stuff i i and i i read all the <clears throat> every rock biography autobiography i read all that yeah. stuff um i just read the nico who's in uh velvet underground i just read that um biography which is fascinating uh book about you know mostly about the new york scene but her background was like crazy too um was, but the velvet underground documentary was amazing like so much stuff i mean i thought i knew a lot about the velvet underground but i that was a I, uh,
6: that was a band that I wasn't necessarily familiar with until Fish covered yeah. it. Uh, they covered um, it on Halloween a few years back, so I listened to Fish's version first, and I was like, "All right, well, let yeah. me go back and see what this is all about." And they're definitely a darling of of critics, other, other yeah. of critics yeah. and bands right. of other yeah. bands and yeah. other musicians. So, what is it about Velvet Underground that does it for you?
10: Uh, I just think their approach to music was was uh, probably less of a musician's uh angle on music and it was an artist it was like sort of uh painting outside the lines and not and no rules and i think they you know in the in in the process they sort of created their own sound and um influenced a a ton of bands you know um do you guys ever cover velvet underground uh, we did, uh, when, when we we were friendly with Lou Reed and when he passed, we did, uh, Waiting for the Man a All couple right. times. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jeff, I was curious if you saw, uh, the Beatles, uh, the Let It Be, uh, Peter Jones. Oh my
10: God. Yeah. yeah right. I I, I, <laughs> I want to watch it again. That, that, um, Let It Be was the first album I ever bought. And wow. and my uncle growing up was a huge Beatles head and he would let me borrow his singles. And, uh. And so I was. I've always been pretty obsessed with that record. Um, And so to go that deep and to see and to see their process and to see basically Paul McCartney's eyes roll back in his head and just like just create these songs out of the ether, like you know, like you know the other guys are on the other side of the room working on a tune and he's he's there like (laughs) strumming around working on let it be and it turns out to be let it be, you know? Yeah.
1: And then there's a scene where he's just kind of scatting along, and, and very slowly it becomes get back. And and it's like <laughs> yeah, the incredible. birth. It, it, I, <laughs> I saw it happen. And, you know what, and I was curious about because everybody's got their own style, and maybe they got to a point of leisure by the time they got to let it be because they were the Beatles and they could do what they wanted to. But that whole super loose just kind of farting around in the studio and just playing – and not really having a direction seemed kind of weird to me. Now, I know that earlier on in their career, you know, they only they only had X amount of hours in the studio. We got to get in. We got to knock this out. We got to do this now. But they just kind of played. And by that, I mean, like children playing with toys. And I found that kind of surprising. Yeah.
10: yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, I, I, I sort of relate to that part a little bit because in particular early on, that was kind of how Pearl Jam wrote songs. You know, somebody might come in with a, a riff or something but we sort of made stuff out of nothing and and so to watch the beatles do that and in particular paul like you could tell george and john worked on stuff at home and they would they would bring it in right. um and have it kind of semi worked out but paul was just like <laughs> and, and I, i've read some stuff since i watched it i bought the lyrics book or whatever uh, actually my wife got it for me for christmas um And he, that's his deal, man. He, he wants, he, he doesn't want to prepare. He wants, he wants to feel that, you know, that energy coursing through his body when he's creating, he wants Mm -hmm. to create stuff out of nothing. And, and, uh, that's, I, I just, to me, it's like witnessing like a miracle or something. Like, it's it's like, it's really like, it's, 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 it's always been sort of my religion and my, my god, and whatever, and so to, to see it on film, to see like to see those songs kind of coming out of nothing, it was, was just so magical. So, yeah, so I, I was like standing up, going, like, Oh my god, like, yeah, he's, he's running, let it be over there. <laughs> on, all things must pass with George over here, but but he's so cool, yeah, yeah. And and
6: so, I listen, I know that you guys just released an album like a year ago, but when you watch something like that, do you go? I think I want to get back in the studio with these guys. Like, do, do, you, do you feel any sort of
10: inspiration? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, 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 there's nothing better for me than being in the studio with the guys when everybody's like all in on it, you know, like if everybody's like focused on being there and making music, it's sort of the best thing in life. So, um. I just sit around the phone all day, <laughs> <laughs> talking to us.
1: <laughs> well, well, listen, man. You know, there's a lot of things to be excited about. There's great work you're doing uh, with the skate parks. Uh, nice. We're excited about the potential for the band getting on the road, maybe swinging by the East Coast, stopping in Philly, and all that. Uh, of course, Ed's yeah. got shows coming up. They're getting, they're close to here, but not right in our backyard. But nonetheless, uh, fans of of both he and and Pearl Jam can uh, can go check him out so you know we're just working on the the world getting back to the way it should be and and hopefully you guys will uh you and your band will be a big part of of coming through philly and, and giving us something to be excited about so but we we just appreciate yeah. your, your time uh and checking in with us chef
10: well thanks you guys uh, you know we look forward to being in philly again hopefully hopefully it happens here in 22 we're 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 ready. So excellent. Miss you, All right, miss man. You.
1: Yes. Take care. Thanks for getting up early, dude. Right, we appreciate it. it. Not easy for a rock star. <laughs>
3: All
1: right. He's that go sixers. Thank you, Jeff. Amen, guys. Wow. Very cool. Very 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 cool. Super nice guy. And yeah, he's like a huge Sixers fan, man. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah. yeah. And
8: uh, you know, every time he comes through town, uh, if they're playing, he'll go and watch a game. And yeah, he's just a big NBA fan in general. But um. It was neat. I was, what a great conversation. We chatted with him for half an
1: hour. You know, I played in a, in a, in a little shoot around with him one time. Uh, dude, I don't know how to play basketball. I, yeah. mean, I don't know how to shoot the ball. I know how to dribble the ball. He pulled out a handgun. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, yeah, and yep. he, he was just a dude. He's yeah, a regular really so, dude. Yeah, he you know, plays
8: like in cool. a men's league. I, I got to go with Matt Cord and uh, Kyle Corver and Pierre, and we played at Villanova one time. And uh, Jeff is a he's a baller man. He, he knows how to you know he knows how to hoop.
1: Nice. All right, we need to do today's lesson question. Nick, I don't have those, so I'm going to refer to you if you would, please.
8: (laughs) All right. right. I got one for you. If you run out of milk, Steve suggests that you just put some water in what? Oh. (laughs) So if you've run out of milk and there's none in the fridge, Steve suggested that you just
1: put some water in what? All right, (laughs) 215-263-WMMR, that's the number. We got tickets, a pair of them. See Mr. Tracy Morgan, who is going to be live on, say, Saturday, July 16th at the Ovation Hall in Ocean Casino Resort. Uh, So if you know what you should mix in with uh, water, right? Uh, Yeah, 215-263-WMMR to make milk. Give us a call. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash
0: business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Do
1: I have a sponsor for this, Casey? No. All right. It's brought to you by Steve Frickin Morrison. (laughs) That's right. Thank you, Preston. American
5: Idol is upping things for their 20th season by introducing the Platinum Ticket. If a contestant receives one of the coveted tickets during their audition, they will bypass all the other steps and cut right to anonymity and regret. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Season 3 of the show one thou- I don't know if you guys have ever seen this I've seen an episode Season 3 of the show 1,000 Pound Sisters Featuring a shock when Amy Slayton reveals She is pregnant again Slayton says her first baby was problematic, noting her C section had to be performed with dynamite.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my. And
5: finally, former Teen Mom and porn star Farah Abraham finally admitting that she wasn't actually accepted into Harvard, but rather enrolled in their online school, which accepts anyone who can pay for it. Abraham is still citing it as an achievement, noting that, quote, not everyone knows how to use the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie trash.
1: All right, uh, we are going to look for an answer to this question. Uh, Steve was mentioning earlier that if you run out of milk, you can just add water to what in order to create some milk. Uh, Case, do we have a caller
6: ready? Yeah, we have a few different callers ready, and I think we're going to go to Eric online, too. All right, open him up. All right, Eric, good morning. Good
1: morning. All right, what should you add water to if you need some milk? As disgusting
10: as it sounds, water and mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) Mayonnaise, there you go. What if you're serious.
1: You got it right. Hang on, ma'am. We'll get you in phone. We're going to set you up. We've got a pair of tickets to see Tracy Morgan. Live on the stage, Saturday, July 16th, 8 p.m. Ovation Hall in Ocean Casino Resort. Uh, tickets are on sale today, by the way, 10 a.m., and that was 38 minutes ago. Uh, so you can go to the oceanac.com. Music news, show.
0: Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR.
1: Lots of stuff here, um, and we'll start with Eddie Vedder. Uh, we were just talking about him. He revealed that his upcoming solo album called Earthling will feature audio of his late father, Edward Lewis Severson. Wow. Uh Vedder's parents, of course, were divorced when he was a toddler, and Eddie was raised believing that his stepfather was his actual dad, and he only met his biological father briefly when introduced as a family friend. Uh, so it was, a, it was a big secret. It was a big family secret. If you uh, listen Severson...
8: to the lyrics of Alive, he references it, that quite a bit. You know, you're still alive, she said. All of that is about, sorry, his relationship uh, with his
1: uh, stepdad and actual dad. Uh, Severson had died of multiple sclerosis while Vetter was still really young. Uh, Eddie explained how his father would end up appearing <laughs> on Earthling, the album, which will be released in February. He said, I didn't really get to know my real father. Uh, I met him maybe three or four times as a kid. Uh, But he was, you know, a friend of the family. And it would have been nice to have been in a room with him at some point before he died when I was 13. It would have been nice to share uh, that I knew that he was my pop, but it didn't happen. And he went on to explain of The crazy thing that did happen was about 10 years ago, the Chicago Cubs, some of their old timers get together and play baseball for about a week. And I would go down there every other year and hang out with these guys, learn about the game more so that I can teach uh, my kids, you know, because I coach baseball. And one of the ex-players, this uh, erudite badass trumpeter who used to play third base, his name was Carmen Fenzone. And he also became head of the Musicians Union in Los Angeles, an incredibly cool individual. Well, I saw Carmen playing the horn in a little club in Arizona, and this guy playing keyboards with him had been best friends with my dad. Eddie, who eventually assembled a collage of his father's voice, had added two years later... He brought me some photos of them in a little basement studio. And then a couple of years after that, he brought me five songs of my dad singing on a disc. Jeez. And I carried that disc around for two, three months in my suitcase, not ready to hear it. Finally, I got the guts. And after a couple of bottles of wine, played it one night in Argentina. And he was good. It was incredible. Like, he left a message for me. So Eddie remains uh, proud of the album. He put him on this album. Uh, but he's also uh, excited not only about that, but also the special guests. He said, I thought of the record like a set list. By the end, that's when you start bringing out special guests. And we had Stevie Wonder, Elton John, and Ringo Starr were an incredible addition. And then my pop gets to be on the record with those guys, which is not too shabby. Pretty cool story. It is. I like that. Yep. Coheed and Cambria have finally announced the details of their new album, which will be released on May 27th. project is called Vaxus 2, A Window of the Waking Mind, and it features 13 tracks, including recent singles Rise, uh, Cut the Cord, and Shoulders. Uh, Vaxis 2, A Window of the uh, Waking Mind, was produced... By the band's own Claudio Sanchez and Zach Cervini, and is the second installment of the five part Vaxis arc about a couple on the run from tyrannical forces and their mysterious new addition. Uh, so that's that Mr. Roboto. Be coming out May 27th, kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, the band Muse is back with a brand new song, and I believe, was it yesterday Pierre played this? Yeah. Uh, Won't Stand Down, which was released, and the band also shared a video for the song, which was shot in uh, Ukraine. Matt Bellamy said, Won't Stand Down is a song about standing your ground against bullies, whether that be on the playground, at work, or anywhere. Protecting yourself from coercion and sociopathic manipulation, and to face adversity with strength, confidence, and aggressive. Aggressive. Aggression. (laughs) <laughs> Muse is set to perform at it's several over European over. festivals this summer. What? It's almost over. I know. Bardor. door. Bar-dor. 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 Bardor. Bardor. I'm in Buffalo now. <laughs> um, he's and then no, he texted me. what's that? Oh, he did.
5: What okay. did he say? He's
2: still listening. So he's listening from
5: afar. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool that he does that. He goes and makes the
1: sojourn to go see the team and everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then uh, finally, the emer- the immense catalog. The immense catalog. That is immense. <laughs> I almost said immersive, so. Uh, but anyway, uh, of Lionel Richie will be commemorated when the R&B pop superstar is honored as the next recipient of the Library of Congress Gershwin Prize for wow. Popular Song. Wow. Uh, Richie's song list, both as a solo artist and with the Commodores, is vast, from endless love to all night long, hello to truly while his record sales tally more than $125 million worldwide. Uh, his involvement in the creation of We Are The World, of course the Grammy-winning 1986 charity Smash, is another part of his enduring legacy. You know what's a song that, he, that I think is, you know,
5: for him is, is like right up, uh, you know, with, with the best of the best, is Easy. I love it's Easy. Such, such
1: a beautiful, simple, yep. perfect song. Yep, I've got that on my my feel-good playlist. Yeah, it's on my workout list, too. Yeah, that sounds perfect for your workout playlist. Uh, He said, this is truly an honor of a lifetime, and I'm so grateful to be receiving the Gershwin Prize for a popular song. Uh, I'm proud to be joining all the other previous artists who I also admire and am a fan of their music. He had his his tear ducts turned back on so he could cry. Mm Uh, previous recipients include Billy Joel, Garth Brooks, Tony Bennett, Carol King, Paul McCartney, Stevie Wonder, and Paul Simon. Wow. That's great company, obviously. Yeah. And the Gershwin Prize is named after the legendary songwriting team of George and Ira Gershwin, who, uh, to recognize a living musical artist's lifetime achievement in promoting the song genre. Uh, The honoree is selected by the Librarian of Congress in consultation with a board of scholars, producers, performers, songwriters, and other music specialists. And that's it. That's it in music news. So we'll wrap it up there. All right. One final break to take. When we get back, we'll give away that letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. So make sure that you stay with us. We will return in just a sec.
7: Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok.
9: Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash. Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com.
7: Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: It is 1052 uh, with the Preston and Steve Show um, this Friday morning. Uh, Weather-wise, we got a nice day ahead of us. It's going to be partly cloudy skies. I have about 46, something like we had uh, later in the day yesterday, which is quite comfy. Uh, And then cold, man. Freezing cold tomorrow. The high 26 degrees. That sucks. Yeah. And then we have snow on the way Sunday night. Uh, which will turn over to rain, um, and 36 a high on Sunday, and then uh, Monday, 44. So whatever snow we get, I, I don't see it really lasting too long. No,
5: they're saying in the, in the Philadelphia area that um, it, it shouldn't be that impactful. I mean, it's going to be something to be aware of for the Monday right. morning commute, but it shouldn't be that impactful.
2: Who? i got to get my winter planters done before the soil oh my God,
1: Your was, winter yeah. planters? <laughs> yeah. What are those? <laughs> Peanuts.
2: <laughs> no like just my planners outside by like my garage and on my front doorstep you know I had like holiday stuff um but usually i well what i I do every year is take the Christmas tree and cut it up and then stick the branches in the planter and kind of decorate it with oh. pine cones and you know things like that. Yeah, oh, I, man, stopped, I stopped by
1: your tip. house. I, I dropped off the the broadcast equipment to Kathy's house and set it on the front porch and ran and uh,
2: <laughs> ran away as fast as you could.
1: But I uh, <laughs> I did notice your your holiday decorations. I had to take a quick look because it's a <laughs> Kathy, Kathy Romano production, uh, and and you go with the more. You know, less cutesy, uh, fun kids colors thing to a more uh, finely tailored uh, career knives. Uh, yeah, yeah, a very uh, coordinated look. <laughs> yes. uh, and it was nice. It was definitely nice. But is that stuff still out there?
2: Um, yeah, you know what? Just because everybody got sick, so we didn't really have time to to take it down. Um, yesterday, right. I pulled out uh, my holiday planters. I took some of the the glitter and stuff like that out. But yeah, we have to. I, I cleaned the inside. Um, And it's funny that you mentioned that, Preston, because this year was the first year as far as inside decorations go where I kind of steered away from, like, the Santas and stuff like that and did that coordinated look because Jace is getting a little older. So, like, we went with reindeers and trees this year, Preston. How old is he? Uh, Ten. He's still a little kid. Oh, no, no. Hey, Preston, don't, don't get me wrong. My house is filled with decorations. I was saying I was sort of just, like shifting a little bit yeah. like we, we put okay. away like wanna make the, up a man <laughs> the snowman right. and the What's wrong with you?
5: you could be a man it's like brando talking <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. you'll yeah. be a man yeah. um uh, <laughs> listen Kathy it, you don't have to fear anything because my entire christmas setup could conceivably stay intact to the second week in March, when the rescheduled family Christmas party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so uh, I... I <laughs> so are
2: you keeping it up well, for that? Well,
5: we keep taking a consensus. If people would like me to do that, I will do that. I won't turn the lights on or anything. Yeah, but I, I, I will leave to. it ready for that one special evening. Uh, uh, and then maybe if the family consensus is it's not that important for that to be intact, I will start to dismantle it.
2: I'll tell you what, it was really hard this year to take my Christmas tree down because, uh, one, it was so beautiful, and it stayed. I mean, it was healthy, alive. It was still so beautiful when we drug it outside. But, yeah. um, like I said, I'm going to repurpose it. I Chop just, it up. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All right, well, it's going to be a nice day to do that, 46 degrees yeah. today. Um, so what was the other thing I wanted to do? Uh, I guess, uh, I think our yeah. guest yeah. from the show today, Jeff Ament of yeah. Pearl Jam. Oh really great to talk to him, and he seems to think, am I wrong in him saying that he is hoping to swing by this way in the fall? Is that what I heard correct? It sounded like it to me. With Pearl I, Jam?
8: I'd, I'd be really surprised. I mean, they always do well when they come to Philly. They, they sell a lot of tickets. It's a, a hot market for them. So uh, they had a U.S. tour planned in 2020, um, and I think he said <laughs> they're starting using Eddie Vedder as a beta test and see what it's like when he goes out and tours, and then they'll t- yeah. hopefully be able to tour Europe. But, yeah, I think you're right, Preston. I think they'll be here in the fall.
1: All right. Also, we made an announcement. Cardboard Classic uh, uh, this year has been postponed and will shoot for next year. Uh, we're not going to be at Jack Frost any longer. They have new management, and uh, they really don't know what that thing is, and they don't want to take on that animal. But we may move somewhere else. We've been talking to Montage Mountain. That's a possibility. It's just like 20 minutes further out. Uh, but we can't effectively get it together uh, for this year, and we hate to short sell that. And you never know; more staff members might get sick. The the mountain might have staffing issues, and we then we'd have a real problem. So there is there is we're going to hold off on that.
5: There is an eye on potentially a day off at yeah. the slopes uh,
1: at the new location Maybe. this year. Yeah, yeah. To try to pull that off. That that's less Which, of a of a demanding undertaking. Agreed. It's a great event and lots of people, but it's not quite as a um, spectacle right. as is uh, the cardboard classic. So, uh, nonetheless, here's the guy who's always at the day off on the slopes. Pierre Robert is in the Yay! studio. Hey, Matt. Good
0: day, good day. Um, when Kathy was talking about uh, her Christmas decorations, it's funny because she's kind of like our Martha Stewart. She is. And uh, very... Um, Similar to my decorating motifs uh, here at the studios during the holidays. Uh, people say it's very Romana-esque. Ah. <laughs> Do
5: you notice, by the way, that we uh, we fell in love with one of your decorations and it is now
0: part of our green room? Yep. I did notice that. Uh, Preston and a couple of other people said how much they loved this brand new this year, the palm tree. I love it, too. Uh, and we had it on top of uh, Connor's desk uh, in the uh, outer room room, green room, I don't know which room is which anymore, but uh, the room outside of the... the outer, um, room. outer room. <laughs> 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 I think that's the room.
1: jock lounge and then we have, now we have the Preston and Steve Acme Lounge, which has new signage up, which, does it look cool? I only saw it. Yeah, that. It, looks it
5: looks awesome. awesome.
1: awesome. Yeah. 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 There's very a nice. big,
5: it said Preston and Steve Acme Lounge, it looks, actually it's in a color motif that suits the Acme Lounge now, and it's very nice. I like the font. Yeah.
1: The so font is cool. I do too. Yeah. Big looks great. But that, that tree... Fan. That palm tree,
0: that neon palm tree is badass. I love that. Excellent. I finally scored. You did? You did. With you kids. But, I mean, Kathy, um, uh, when I got over to her house to help her decorate this year, uh, she goes, now, what should I do with this? Turn it upside down. Really? that's very creative, Pierre. And I said, yes. Now, uh, let's throw these old things away. They don't work. No, no, no. Slap them with scotch tape against the wall. Um, and they'll work perfect and they, well, but look at that, it got all caught up together. That makes it even better. You have a microphone stand around. You can just hang it on a microphone stand. We have made a huge decoration out of nothing but junk. Uh, and it's hanging or it was sadly it's gone away. (laughs) Well, next year, year, right? right? Everything will be better.
2: you know what's funny? I have a group of girlfriends, and um, for years we would go to each other's houses and decorate for Christmas and decorate each other's trees. And it was, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, Kathy's winter act- or uh, holiday activities. But um, when they got to my house, the rule was they weren't allowed to touch anything. They could just <laughs> sit and drink. <laughs> and I, I would decorate my own tree. That
6: sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, we yeah. have to. We have to do the letter of the day. We haven't done that yet. Oh, oh we got to do yeah. that.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's President do it. Steve on ninety three three W. Now,
1: the Daily Letter. You see how I feel over there now, Casey, right? All yeah. right, President Steve is brought to you today by the letter. S as in Sam. All right, and we'll take caller 3 We're going to take a, a little number today. 215-263, the third caller. We will let you uh, tell us what you think the word is, and uh, Pierre will either agree or disagree with you, and we'll find out if we get a prize to you or not. What's up on uh, on the show
0: today, sir? Well, we will have a block of Eddie Vedder, um, and uh, we've got that new song, Brother the Cloud, and uh, the last song, uh, The Long Road, and uh, we'll put those in with some Pearl Jam songs and have some fun with that. Uh, by the way, um, it was really cool, um, Uh, Brent and Jackie debuted that brand-new song last night right at midnight. We weren't allowed to play it till midnight, um, and so they played it right then, which was cool. Um, We'll also have a combination block for um, the bands that'll be in Camden on Sunday, Hailstorm, Evanescence, Lilith, Star, and a block of the Eagles, because tickets just went on sale for their show March 28th, and we'll do a workforce block of them. That's a full day, man. Yes, sir full day. All right. We're looking for call
1: number three. Case, we got him? Yes, Eddie. Who is it? Eddie. Eddie. It's Eddie.
4: Gadzooks.
0: Gadzooks. Hey. Eddie. Uh, word. Is it? He sort of jumped the gun. Would you say that again, Edward? Sacks. Let your is going to get some sacks this weekend. <laughs> yes, indeed. Day morning. Sacks as a c k s laundry s a c k
1: s Going to get some sacks this weekend. Is that what you said?
0: Right Fletcher Cox.
1: <laughs> going to get some sacks. Oh, sacks like that. Okay. Yeah, not like, like a quarterback. Like you know yeah. how Pierre
8: thinks about football yeah. nonstop. Yes. yes.
1: All right, Eddie. <laughs> we he have said. the Book of Boba Fett Super Prize Pack. We're going to give you a 65-inch LED smart TV, a one-year subscription to Disney+, Plus, a Boba Fett Starship die-cast vehicle, Boba Fett talking action figure, and a Boba Fett voice-changing mask, my friend. Oh, my wife's going to kill me. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love to hear that. Hang on, we'll get your info. Don't forget that. It's from Lucasfilm and Disney+, Plus presenting the new original series, The Book of Boba Fett. And you can follow the legendary Bounder Hunter Boba Fett and mercenary Fennec Shand as they navigate the galaxy's underworld and return to the sands of Tatooine, which is streaming now Only on Disney plus next week on our program. Uh, We have some uh, good guests that will be joining us. We're going to talk to our buddy Rick Williams at 6ABC. He was just uh, handed the 11 o'clock position uh, that has been vacated uh, by uh, Jim Gardner. And so he's got to be excited about that. So we'll talk to Rick. We're going to have Valerie Bertinelli on the show next week, too. That's right. Mother of Wolfgang Van Halen, former uh, wife of the deceased Eddie. And uh, she's got a lot of things going on in her life, too. So we'll spend some time. Uh, we also have a couple of comedians, Michael Yo and Ben Gleave will be joining. I'm sure we'll add a few other things to that list as well. So that is it. We are done. We would like you to rage on and have yourself a great weekend, a safe one, and we will see you on Monday, friend. Bye-bye. Kristen and Steve
0: on 93 WMMR.
7: Everybody's good to have you on the show.